What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again. Another Thursday for you, episode 36. Um, here with my resident homies, Joel, Joseph, and Casey. We're here for you every week. And uh, we brought on a special guest, uh, Wes and Kevin from the band Alluvial. Um, yeah, dude. East yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Coast. You guys always, were you guys always based in on the East Coast? Always, always, always. Always. Okay. Well, yeah, I moved awesome. here. I moved here four years ago. Um, I I lived in uh, I lived all over California for the most part. Like there's other than like the the super far north shit, like uh, uh, Mendocino and like weed and all where all those weird motherfuckers are. That like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, like yep, that yep, area. Yep. Um, that's the only place that I haven't lived. But I lived in San Diego, uh, L.A., Ventura County fresno mountain view san jose area so i'd exhausted all you know my past like resources for like liking it and then i <laughs> i moved here i've always liked uh i've always liked uh atlanta i think it's the pride of the south in a lot of different ways and uh Sick. so yeah it's been it's been great and i guess it's pretty easy for kevin to get here whenever he needs to it's like what like three hours two tree if that so a couple two tree nothing no big no big. No big deal. <laughs> I get a oh, coffee, yeah, take a shit, watch a movie, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's so it. before we get deep into it, you guys got anything, anywhere you want to plug, you know, merch pages, all that shit, sh upcoming. Twitch and all that shit. And yeah, all, all of it. Alluvialofficial.com. Go get your tabs. Go get your merch. Uh, find out when we're going to be touring because, I mean, dude, I'm stoked. That, you know, all I can say is stuff is going to happen, but about what and when cannot be said. But like mm -hmm. fucking cooking in my seat here, boys. Yeah, um, I'm excited. But also, yeah, I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Kev Muller. I guess follow us on our social medias. Uh, just Alluvial on Instagram, Alluvial Metal on Twitter, Wes Hauk on Instagram and Twitter, Kev Muller on Instagram, yada, 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 yada. There's mm -hmm. a bunch. Wes, mm -hmm. anything you want to plug? I think that's the most oh. of it. I guess the only thing to uh, the the merch stuff will be pretty easy to see if you go to alluvialofficial.com. Um, like there's a link to the Kings Road merch store and stuff like that. Right now, I mean, it's pretty uh, conservative. I think we have three designs and then there's like vinyl and shit there too. So, I mean, um, people have complained about us not having a hoodie yet, but as soon as it's time, we just hit summer and everybody's complaining. Yeah, we're going to do, <laughs> do a hoodie. Well, dude, I mean, I get it, though. Like, I bought that fake business hoodie, that Tim Dillon fake business hoodie, and that came out like a week ago, and I'm not going to wear it till, you know, <laughs> this winter. So, yeah, shelving it. It's, it's, yeah, it's set up and ready to go. Yeah. I love it. Love that. Oh, yeah. I got to get one. I got, dude, I, I've been listening to this other comedian, Chris Stefano, which is like in that same circle, mm -hmm. and I got to, I don't yep. even know if he does merch. Now you're making me curious. Tim Dillon's got a t-shirt. Uh, Tim Dillon's Death podcast this. is the only one that doesn't have a fucking t-shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that. Actually, coming very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's coming. It's coming. Uh, Tim Dillon's doing the Psycho Fest over in Vegas. I don't know if you guys are heading yeah, to that. Yeah, that's uh, going to be incredible. I mean, yeah. like... Psycho Fest. Like, I, I, I'm not entirely sure how many, like, other people who are going to attend that are going to be aware of, like who he is but i mean pretty much since this whole like coronavirus thing started his whole 
situation has improved like he's kind of blown up so like uh he's got a crazy story too dude and you hear about his past and like how, you know yeah, how subprime his, mortgages and <laughs> subprime mortgages his mom his mom's and she's she's crazy right she's just fucking legally insane right yeah his mom's a schizophrenic and he <laughs> like um like uh was i guess you know by in his words not mine a closeted gay for most of his life and then like I don't know, in like the last 10 years or so has like come out. So like he's <clears throat> he's like, uh, I don't know, probably like one of the most interesting dudes. And he doesn't have a college education, but is somehow smarter than most of the people that I know with college education. So he's yeah, got the yeah. gift of gab, no doubt. Dude, that dude yeah. He's got that East Coast money brain. He's <laughs> from Long Island. You know yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah. No, where in Long Island, though? That tells me everything. <laughs> I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm looking it up. There's, there's different places in Long Island. I thought it was just Long Island. Me too. Nah, bro. There's two counties, Nassau, Suffolk, and then in there, there's different towns, and every town's got its little bit of judgment. Is like Suffolk Centric- is Suffolk, suffocation from Suffolk? Yes, Suffolk County. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. Suffolk, baby. No Suffolk, Suffolk. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah, they're from fucking dude. It's so crazy, dude. Like, I guess growing up, it was always funny, and then knowing Suffolk, and then like being like, oh wait, they're in my backyard. That's dope. They live like <laughs> yeah. ten minutes from my fucking house. That yeah. was me and decrepit for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I gotta find this out. That's all good. So how we usually do this is, um, I mean, since we got both of you guys, we want to know both your histories, and we usually just take everybody back to adolescence or even before that when you guys started getting into music and wanting to actually play or do vocals. You know, how, however that goes with you guys we'd like to go through that whole thing with you guys and then wherever you guys meet up then we can just take off from there and sure alluvial after that oh yeah hell yeah wes you want to take it uh you were yeah, saying about california to... so did you start out in california you were you yes born i was here? actually i was uh i was born and raised i was born in um southern california i was born at uh hollywood presbyterian hospital which is like um I mean, from what I understand, it's like in Hollywood proper, but it like burned down a while ago. So um, that from there, I lived in Van Nuys for a little while. And then my parents moved up to the Central Valley, like uh, Fresno, kind of like Yosemite Valley area. I grew up there, um, got into playing guitar around the age of like 12, 13. And like it was the music of the time that got me into it. Pearl Jam, Nirvana and stuff like that, you know, and um from there, um, my segue into like heavy music was was punctuated and kind of like activated by the first wave of fat records punk bands like uh, Propagani and No Effects and um, all that stuff because like the riffing was like pretty sick and picky mm-hmm. and the tone was pretty sick. And then um, I went to a friend's house who had like all the stuff that I wasn't allowed to have, like um, <laughs> I think. I think probably like at the time we're looking at like Sepultura was on like chaos AD and like Metallica was probably into load Pantera was into trend kill. Like, so I, I had like probably 15 records that I sat there and listened to at my friend's house over the weekend. And I was like, Oh yeah, like this is what I want to do. This is super download the super upgrade of software through that weekend. Oh yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of the, well, like as far as it related to guitar, my goal with guitar before that was to just to be like, Oh, okay. I learned this 
song but like when i heard dudes playing really ambitious stuff that's when i was like oh okay like you, this is like this is like a thing that you gotta really give a fuck about and i guess like being a person who just kind of admires traditions in general that's probably what attracted me to it and then um so yeah all, all that stuff and then just like anything else after you backtrack then you start getting into more extreme shit so like um Heart work, um, trying to think about uh, a, a few other like death metal records, probably Pierce from Within around that time. Um, like there's kind of a segue from that into like, um, you know, some, some, I guess more my, my more favorite death metal bands, like moving on later on, which have been like, uh, decapitated and um you know despite despite like domination and covenant coming out around the time that uh i discovered all this other metal i didn't hear morbid angel until like uh you know much later probably when i was like 18 years old you know i grew up like i grew up in a small town in california and like uh it was difficult for me to keep music that was uh secular in the house you know what i mean so like mm -hmm. dude i mean i my, my my mother would take away copies of in utero from me so if i had like uh if i had something like domination or covenant or i fucking eaten back to life it would have just been it would have been confiscated you know mm -hmm. um my mom always did that thing where she'd take the cd and just like smack like the disc and just smack it on the table oh, and it would just shatter shit. like that oh, shit i hated man. <laughs> That's crazy. So did you guys have like hiding spots for your death metal and shit? Yes, I did. <laughs> I talked, I told, well, I just, I, I did Rob Flynn's thing the other day and I was telling him about this. Like I had this shitty Vons bag and I kind of double layered it just to like be extra protective. And I would like put all my CDs in there. Like, like when I would get in trouble or if my mom just had like a, a premonition that I was up to anything. She would just kind of routinely go through my room and <laughs> take all my shit and fucking, you know, like go through everything. So I would like, soon as I just even got a, a, a idea that it was going to happen, I'd go and bury this bag of like CDs, you know, like Vaughn's bag oh, of dedication, CDs dude. Behind a uh, dedication. tree in my house, in my backyard. <laughs> well, I'm sure <laughs> Kevin, Kevin did, Kevin had some hiding spots. I don't know if he had to bury them outside, but dude, mine. I'm sure it was just like I used to play lacrosse as a kid, so I definitely had like a like a a bucket in my closet where I'd like just like dump my gear, and like there would never be anything else in that. So I'd lift the gear and put the CDs on the bottom and just carefully lay it down. That's crazy, <laughs> dude. So it's like death metal was like porn to you guys. Yeah, like but I I had the problem porn. where it was both hip hop and uh death metal because I mean like if Ooh, yeah. my mom saw metal, she didn't like the graphic. That's fine, but like then it was like. The parental advisory was the first giveaway for anything for her. It was just like, nah, fuck that. Move it. Get it out. And my poor grandmother, she would buy me everything. Back when Sam Goody was open in the Wiz, like waiting online for like, even if it was like Rob Zombie CDs, it was just cool just to like get a physical CD and be like, yeah, I got it. Day of launch shit, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, man, I had to hide all that shit. And then I, I'd, I'd pretend that I'd like, if my mom ever caught anything, she'd get the disc. And she like the case, and she throw it away, and I'll be like, "Oh, darn it!" So Meanwhile, I got the I got the book of CDs under my bed, like, <laughs> <should've went. laughs> yeah, dude. You guys were so you guys must have been just rocking discmans and headphones then all day. All uh, day. Yeah, I mean that, or I would um, 
or then you get in the car and you're free for all after <laughs> you got a license, right? Well, I mean, CDs were see at this time. I don't think it wasn't until like 2001 that you could burn CDs. Like you could go yeah. and buy those books. So like, um, one of my workarounds was just like getting like I would if I got something I would just dub many tapes of it and, and then just put <laughs> Creed on the cover or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar or something. <laughs> I had um, those. Uh, remember that mini discs, the little mini disc players. Oh yeah, where there's like a little like. Yeah, it was like, but it, it was the it was the first like renditions of MP3 players because like that was the segue of leaning leaving burning CDs because it was technically a little rewritable CD that was in like a uh like a capsule like a like a floppy would be mm-hmm. and it would store like 50, 60 songs and you were like oh word and then meanwhile like the the cheapest MP3 player was like three hundred dollars and it saved fifteen songs you're like fuck that. Um, but yeah, after that, dude, once, once like the iPod came out, my life was ruined. I had like Kazaa fucking all the, just in the beginning, taking so much music being like, what this isn't, this aim has it built in aim. Get Winamax. Five. I remember yeah. Winamax. Uh, what was the other ones? There was like LimeWire, Kazaa. Yeah. Yeah. Airshare. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say right around that time, um, that was like, industrial revolution as far as like being able to get music and sort of the websites associated with torrenting and shit which is like like more kevin's generation kevin's eight years younger than me so like um like he was probably neck deep in that shit and my parents computers were fucked (laughs) i I, well see that's the thing i didn't even fucking have my own like actual yeah personal computer until like uh much much later but yeah that was a, a thing if you were if you were a teenager in the early 00s you were you were in that for yeah. sure that was me too i remember downloading slayer was the first time i ever heard like anything close to extreme metal was downloading slayer off limewire because off yeah dude it's wild yeah. i would still eventually anything that actually was worthwhile i would still buy the physical copy though after we came across it i never downloaded shit on my computer because I didn't really, I was always at my buddy's house, my buddy, Dan Kenny, and uh, he would love the boy. Yeah, dude. Love Danny. What up? Uh, (laughs) But yeah, dude, he'd be, he'd be the one fucking all day, just like finding shit for us. And then, you know, we'd sit through it it to me now. I'll get a a. 4am FaceTime. Like, have you heard of this band? Do you know this band? Him and Missy will just be chilling. Hey, have you, have you listened to this surgical (laughs) sub of flammination? I was like, no, man, I haven't heard that one. He's like, ha ha. I got out death metaled you. Oh, he definitely Love loves it when still. you haven't found out, you haven't like found it or heard it yet. Oh, if he finds a New York band that I don't know, it, I don't hear the end of it for like months. <laughs> totally, dude. So uh, that's how it was when we were when we were in high school and shit. And then we'd end up fucking going out to Amoeba or going out to fucking down to Santa Cruz and end up fucking trying to find all that shit. Mm-hmm. Cynic, like reading Cynic like- and Death were one of the two main bands that I remember finding from Torrent. Well, yeah, it's like reading shit. and then you get like you get the physical copies and you go and then you read like the thanks list you're like oh shit like this is yeah. my favorite band right now they're this band these five bands are like the top five thanked one bands so i'm gonna go fucking check this out download it, it. snowball like so hard yeah. dude, because any band that you didn't hear of then you're on the you're on the search for that oh cynic fucking shouts them out i need to go check that out if cynic's fucking down you know it was the myspace yeah. eight before then it, that, that's you the know myspace it was eight, the pre dude. to that you know <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Well, back to Wes. So, Wes, you were saying you were listening to 
like getting like down the death metal rabbit hole at a certain point and hiding CDs and stuff like that. When did it start? Like, get, I mean, you basically probably were into like more, prog- I mean, Pantera, obviously I can tell you're playing that Pantera and Dime was a humongous like uh, influence for you. When did that like take over? Cause I can tell in your style of playing, it's very, there's a lot of dime bag like influence in that. Yeah. I mean, uh, the blues thing was always just like part of it. And like, when I say that I'm done, you know, there's, there's, there's a whole lot of people who definitely deserve to wear the ba- the badge of being a blues guy. I'm definitely not that, but I grew up on like my dad's blues, which was like John Lee hooker. Um, mm-hmm. obviously like Stevie Ray Vaughan and that type of shit made it to where when I heard someone like Dimebag Daryl playing like gnarly shit, but it was all kind of like um, bluesy, you know what I mean? Kind of like flat fivey, kind of just like slippery licks. And so it made it go like, oh, wow. So this is like a real extreme version of that. So like uh, it, it paired nicely with it. Um, the death metal part of stuff like this is a weird thing too and i've thought about this like if there were ever a if there were ever a continuation to great southern trend kill i feel like the decapitated brothers like achieved that with um nihility through uh organic hallucinosis it was like you know two brothers there was like this you know like that that type of sort of musical relationship and like whenever trend kill came out it was like them at their most extreme so like the logical conclusion that i came to before reinventing a steel came out i was like man this next one's probably gonna be crazy it's probably gonna be like a fucking death metal record and obviously it wasn't but like it was almost like i felt like uh fog and his brother like were like well well, we'll take it from here, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Vaughn's got a lot of that dime bag style to him and touring with him. He was all about dime bag. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's one of the, the, the greatest living heavy metal guitar players right now, that guy. And I mean, dude, like when I think of people that have just, no one's been tested harder than that dude and he still just like keeps on going and is, has, a, has a very positive attitude I, I i think it's awesome so um shout out to that guy and yeah, his oh, music yeah. and his and his band um but yeah the uh <clears throat> the thing with death metal for me was like i guess you know, if I'm going to list off, I guess, you know, like the, like the death metal bands that I can think of that I think just like left a pretty big touch on me, you know, it would be like, uh, Pierce from within through like, um, effigy of the forgotten. I mean, Suffo's new shit is great too. You know what I mean? Like they're one of those bands that's just continue to get better. So I just say, I guess everything that Suffo's really done. Aeon. Um, can't wait for that new shit yeah uh oh yeah obviously decapitated um morbid angel specifically dominant uh, domination and covenant um i'm trying to think formulas formulas for sure but i'm just trying to fucking i'm trying to like think of everything so having like a, like an nba chart out. just be like which one's better dude? don't feel like you're on the under, you need to <laughs> yeah. fucking keep listening to your favorite bands and shit i mean 
Well, no, I just think I'm just trying to think off because here's the here's the thing, especially when you're talking about Dan or Kevin. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are two guys who like can sit there and talk about death metal for eight and a half hours. That's all That's actually, you do. And, yeah. and, and here's do. the thing. I love death metal, but I personally can't do that at one point or another. I'm just like burnt. I, I would be the one trying to turn Dan away from it to like talking about hip hop and shit like that. But he, he, he doesn't last long once that <laughs> nah, happens. He, nah. he kind of like, peters out. He's like, three, six drinks. mafia, dude. Three, six mafia. Where's that breakdown? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I think what started our friendship, he's going to love listening to this, by the way. Shout out, dude, Dan, you're hilarious. Uh, so I think our friendship started when Suicide Sounds played out here. Um, and it was like, they played Amityville Music Hall, if you guys know that venue. Tiny little fucking, the, the last venue to kind of stand on Long Island right now due to all the COVID and stuff. But like, it's this tiny little hole in the wall. They announced it like the day of because it, it fills in like 80 people. So it was just hilarious to have them there. And then we all got hammered and me, I was just sitting next to Dan on their bus. He's like, do you like this band? I was like, I love this band. He's like, do you know Mashiah? I was like, I'm, I have their CD in my car. I have the one out of like 50 mini disc in my car right now. He's like, can I have it? I was like, no. <laughs> and then he was like, do you know Gorgasm? I'm like, yeah, I love Damien and I love Gorgasm and everything about it. He's like, sit down. And we sat and just listened to Bleeding Profusely the whole time. And that's oh, what yeah. spawned our friendship. So I don't know if you know, but I, our first death metal band was together, me and Dan. We were in Carnivorous. I don't know if you ever dropped that yeah. one on yeah, yeah, Of course he has. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I was the vocal. We grew up in the same town, dude. So this is like, you know, high school was when we started hanging out. I was probably like 17. He was 16. Yeah. And and yeah, so ever since then Dan has been the same exact person. Oh yeah. It, we we fucking he, that's all he wants to talk is fucking death metal Dude. and football and yeah, sports. MMA. He's always like I think you'd like ho- I think you'd like hockey or something. Like <laughs> he's trying to like get me involved in like sports gambling with him. I was like I'm not doing it. Like, yeah, stop. that's really what it is, dude. Yeah, he's not involved. <laughs> he's got he got Joel. It's a pyramid scheme them. for all of you. you he's got yeah, you yeah. I made, totally, I made money. I made money. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and then, yeah. And him and Pat too, his brother, yeah, you know, Pat. both of them are just like, MMA, bro, Pat. come over. Pat was he- in a, his first band was with my younger brother. It's mm-hmm. like, we were the only four death metal people in Pacifica Damn. at the time, man, not yeah. to pivot too hard. How many of you were in animosity? Zero. 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 Oh wait. Yeah. Then who fucking said, why am I tripping? I think Pat was Pat or someone was like, yeah, Joel, maybe I think so. I might've been introduced to you as that. So yeah, maybe I mean we went we were uh, met we were at hammered Nam. at Nam. So Nam. yeah, that's what we were, like, we're probably fucking around. But uh, no, Dan and um, when Dan was in Animosity, we talked about it before on on here. We're like, we basically me and Dan got the offer for the bass player for to be uh-huh. bass in Animosity. That's and I was probably like, what I'm thinking then. And I was all fuck you, like I'm fucking unique leader, dude. Like I'm sticking. <laughs> you know, like I was like trying to like hold the mic. You know, I'm fucking like 23, 22. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he's all, I'll, I'll do it, man. I'll do it. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah, that's how he got in animosity. But yeah, that was, uh, definitely that's, that's basically what got him started when all the suicide silence shit, but that was like, got mm-hmm. the ball rolling was like mm. carnivorous meets crazy. odious. And then from there we meet everybody else from Santa Cruz and then yep. you know, just totally, off. totally. But yeah, I, cool. for Nam, I'm in animosity. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know that totally sounds like something you did just like i don't know this dude i'm gonna fucking say i was in animosity dude ma'am i think that's I when I like seven times dude that's when i met west for the first time in the flesh like we'd have we'd had already been talking on the internet and i remember like this is when it was still in the air about like if i was going to be doing it or someone else and yada yada we were talking 
And then he just, he's like, yeah, I'm coming down to the bar now. I was like, fuck, I'm shithoused. <laughs> like, this is going to be a bad first impression. And then right away, he's like, oh, he, like, I know when I'm being too much. And if someone encourages it, it's going to, it's just going to oh, yeah. keep going. And oh. I just remember that I have blacked out vague memories of me just like shoulder bumping him hard <laughs> like, and i remember the next morning i was like i just lost that gig there's no way there's no way in hell that's gonna happen i don't even know i probably shouldn't even bring this up but i don't know I, we were all it was like me i you. love when it starts like that yeah it was, yeah. Yeah, it was me you dan pat and like some of those like suffo guys yeah charlie and, and derek were there yeah yeah and like uh fucking pat gets all wasted and like mm -hmm. all of a sudden gets pissed off at Derek and just like jumps at him and tries to swing on him. Oh, I, yeah. I had to like grab him and like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, dude, yeah. Dude, what the fuck? Cause like he gets all protective over his brother. He gets like, oh, really yeah. drunk and he's like, are you trying to fuck? Are you trying to corrupt my brother? What the fuck? Yeah. Just, like, I, had to, I had to literally pick him up and carry him out of the fucking place. And, like, see that, that part just zoomed back. I remember everything <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek's like, I don't know what's going on, man. It's all good. Like, yeah. Five minutes after that, everyone left me at the bar. I turned. I did a three sixty. Everyone was gone. I was like, Whoop! I'm just gonna make friends here at the bar. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Well, three sixty, you would still be facing the same way. You mean more? <laughs> right. I just no. I did one of these. I was just like. They're gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there let's keep go. drinking. <laughs> just nice. Like, let's just keep doing it. I just remember black, like kind of like semi browned out, hanging out with the singer <laughs> of the Bad Wolves band. I don't even. Oh, know. Okay. Like, I was like in a circle with him, and he's just all like, was all like, just had this like energy of this like, yeah, dude, dude. Fucking... I think Scary. at one point I was leaning on Wayne from Hatebreed. We just bonded that night, and then I just was like, so what else are you doing? Like you know, just I probably asked yeah, yeah. him the same question eighteen times. God, now looking back, I'm embarrassed, but it's fucking hilarious. Did you hilarious. get sick? Did you get an anthrax? Uh, maybe. I got, I got super sick. I don't know. I don't think I did. No, I didn't. I got, I, I'm, I'm confused. I go to the video game conventions. I was like, I remember getting sick, but I, no, Nam, yeah. I was good. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey, we, we steered too far away from Wes. Speaking of those conventions, um, is the TwitchCon thing, is that at the, um, is that at that Anaheim Convention Center thing? They've had it uh, at a few different places. I know uh, last time it was in San Diego. I think that's where gonna they're where they're gonna try to keep it. But there was one year it was in. It might have been in Anaheim. What is it like in terms of like in, to compare to like the the sheer magnitude of like booze and just like you know on the floor it's not bad. Like I don't think they I don't even think they serve in in the convention or nothing. It's not like Nam where there's a fucking beer booth every twenty feet. Like that shit yeah, was yeah. awesome. When I saw that so the first time, I was like, so it's not like a drinking crowd all day long. No, but surrounding outside it, like all the bars and all like the you know hotel bars, they pack the fuck out. So it's just kind of yeah. like your convention is like everyone's there with their badges, like oh I stream this, we should connect. Da -da -da. Oh you're a partner, let's hang out. And then like, like, oh, we're meeting up on the rooftop of fucking blah, blah, blah. And they're comping like free drinks for the first three hours just to get the place like packed in. Um, and then after that, like up the road, there was an emo night. So you got kids fucking just getting hammered there. And, you know, it, it definitely just not on the convention floor, but right outside surrounding it. Everyone's fucked. Dude, I, what was it? Uh, last people selling illicit drugs in the convention center, like Molly and fucking... <sighs> coke and stuff like that that seems like that would be the twitch crowd 
you know. I mean, probably, Twitch. but like I said, it would Twitch it would crowd. totally happen <laughs> at like the events for sure. Like, like, dude, emo night was just all like like gamer girls coming out of their shell. Like these little like introverts that like have fan bases of ten thousand people are just getting like okay. <laughs> let's get yeah, yeah. let's get hammered. Where I feel like musicians, we're just like we walk in, we're like, where's the bar? Where's my where's the green room? Like where where am I, <laughs> where yeah, am yeah. I getting fucked up right now? You know, there's no other mission. And who's getting I, fucked up with me? Yeah, exactly. It's like we kind of go there. Like, where's all the people I've met on years of touring? Where Twitch is kind of like like oh, let's grow for opportunity. There's companies there and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> I think. Nam is funny with the Adderall and they're yeah. all microdosing LSD. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But dude, it's all just as fun though. I'll tell you that. I've had so much fun. I think okay. I have a video on my phone at me like <laughs> <laughs> I had a video on my phone I just brought up the other day. I don't know where I got to see if I still have it now. But there was like outside the emo night, I was again probably blacked out and I saw this like homeless dude with a headlamp with five teeth on t- combining both rows. And he was just screaming at himself. And uh, what do I do? I put my arm around him and said, here, man. And I let him scream at the phone. I was like, you tell him. And he continued his message at my phone. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I kept making out words of him going like, I, I fucking, I, I'm coming out you, Johnny. I fucking told you. I'm fucking, I was like, yeah, tell him. Fuck that guy. That Johnny's watching right now. Dude, Johnny is right, watching right now. He was right getting now. so loud. It was so fucking hilarious. And all my friends are like taking 10 feet back. Like they're just like, what are you doing, man? I was like, this guy's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Do you need yeah. that for the story, too, dude? Like, I mean, I've, I've sang with random people walking down the street in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. Dude, just jamming like some Al Green or something, and I'll fucking jump in with him. Yeah, you know? dude. When it's you feel good. it, you feel it. And they feel it too. They're like, oh shit. We had so a real connection. Can, that I mean, night. obviously you might catch the wrong dude and you'd be like, yeah. don't fucking sing with me, dude. Hey, you tried. You tried. It's all that mattered. The universe said no. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, this I love how this all starts with death metal. That's why death metal is the best thing to happen to planet Earth. Totally, oh, I agree. And you'll agree. realize that most people who are in this genre like a lot more than just death metal. So we can actually yeah. vibe with a bunch of different people. You know, I purely feel that once I've con- like like I don't want to say converted, but like once I've shown someone like I would consider a normie the beauty and the essence within death metal. I'm like, once you start depicting where they're from, just in five seconds of listening to the band, you have now just become such a better human because now you are just so like aware. Like I just saw a whole different planet here. Like, like, what was it? I was, <laughs> I was in a group of a streaming group and like one other dude was like, I wanted to say something funny just now that he was from Cali, but I'm realizing again, now everyone is here is from Cali. Someone made the joke of like, oh, you don't get along with West Coast dudes. I'm like, yeah, you're right. No, but it's not true. What's <laughs> No, because there was there's people that play like on their streams. They'll play music and like they do the. I don't know if you guys watch it at all, but there's people that do like playthroughs, but they're playing along to a video game, kind of like Rock Band, but they're playing real instruments. And it's someone okay. has had it all charted in real, so they can actually play it as it shows up on the screen, like it's DDR. Like you know? like Casey's the next level. His, What's uh, that? Didn't you play a bit in a eight bit or was it eight bit, Casey? Oh yeah, it was a, it was a video game band 
that had like you know like an we had like oh. a violin player and all these things. It was okay. in San Francisco. Dude, they, and like you guys would ago. play. Then, beh- yeah, then was, behind you guys fun. would have like the play. Like yeah, we'd have like playing. the game going and stuff. On so the they'd be oh, playing yeah. like the soundtrack yeah. to the fucking. Oh, that's so, fucking dope. It's hell on, yeah. my, on my YouTube. Yeah, it's it was fun, man. That was cool. hell yeah, dude. There <laughs> was a lot level. of times though with this guy with the drum set. He was just playing, and he would always put on like all these crazy fast bands. I was like, cool. Like put in like you know something with groove. I'd be like, put on sarcophagy and put on that. He's like. No, nah, I don't really like fuck with that. I'm like, yeah, because you're probably from Cali because it's just fucking fast, 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 fast. He's like, yeah. I was like, fuck, see, God damn it. Like, it's such an interesting thing that like the West Coast dudes, you just want to go fast. Oh, yeah. East Coast, we got dude, it in the pocket. That's how it was for dude, us. Bring on the Cali jokes. We love it, dude. Yeah. More. I want more. Yeah, I want to know how sure. I am. You guys, yeah. you guys don't fucking understand that metal. It's all love it. fucking roof, kid. I love it, dude. What's that dude's name? Uh, sp- uh, surprise Bobby, guest. Bobby Gadoff. Hey, don't. Hey, what's going on, Bobby? <laughs> uh, not too much. My kids are pissing us. me off. They got Capri Suns all over the fucking floor. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, dude, you better watch out. It might attract ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ants are my friends at this point. Fuck these kids. Get them out. <laughs> Get them out, I said. <laughs> that dude definitely does his allegations from Cali. <laughs> Get them out of my fucking office. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I love it, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah. We'll I talk guess... to you again soon, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> Very Joey Diaz ish. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rogan, I swear to God. Dog. 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 You just got to get the laugh down. Like, it's yeah, just yeah. like a yell. It's like an I assault can... of a yell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ro- Joe Rogan, I-, I swear to God, I took so much animals, dude. I'll shit my brains out. <laughs> That's it, dude. That's what it is. Fucking Ooh. nailed it, bro. Damn. Uh, I know that's like the, that's like every, that one. That's like every punchline of Joey Diaz when I went and saw him live. It's like he tells the joke and goes ah, like yeah, every, yeah, after he everything. Tells you when to laugh. Yeah, exactly. He's like laugh at me because I'm laughing. Oh god. Uh, yeah, yeah, he just he just talks about how he assaulted four women and laughs just like that, and everyone laughs with him. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love it there. Uh, dude, we got so into the weeds, but uh, I know we left this off on Wes. It's all good, dude. I yeah. just want I, yeah, I don't it. want Wes to feel like we're fucking just like, oh, dude, uh, no, whatever. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I doubt that. Like, I, to be honest with you, I, I I'm ready for the discourse. I doubt that my story is going to be that much. No, dude. So what? So we do, okay. So from the point, so you're in high school. You're you're playing guitar. And then what's the first like actual project you get together with other humans and try and make music together? Uh, so like, um, or even just cover some other shit, just fucking get, I grew up, I grew up in, um, I was trying to explain this to someone the other day. Um, so I I grew up kind of like North of, uh, North of Fresno, sort of in the, uh, the mountains and, there just weren't there weren't a ton of people to start a cool mm. metal band with. So like uh the bulk of like the my first experiences like with shows were these sort of like Christian hardcore like death metal bands because they would play at like these crummy churches or like little coffee shop places in uh Fresno and those were like my first times like seeing people like mosh and shit like that yeah. I mean, um so but i mean 
that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I know it was basically within two, three hours, like, um, Naveen was growing up there, you know what I mean? And, and, and Leo and everyone, you know, well, I guess those dudes were doing that probably 10 years after I left him. But like, I mean, those dudes, like, I didn't know those dudes to go be able to play with them. So I started kind of playing with people, uh, in my twenties, you know what I mean? Like that's those, like, uh, I was in this local band in like the Ventura Oxnard area for a little bit of time, but like the, the, as far as like real deal kind of like shows, you know what I mean? Like real deal touring. I didn't do that until like 2011, 2012 ish, you know? So like, um, yeah, um, that was, I guess, you know, like, uh, faceless and, that was, um, I guess I, I kind of like known Derek and Steve and a lot of those guys before that, but, um, you know, like had met Naveen right around that time. And you know how like he is, like, he's just real drunk. He's like, I don't, I don't know, man, just be all sick. You know, like he's that's, <laughs> like his, we his love Naveen impressions, dude. And that was a pretty, pretty <laughs> I know he lives movie. down the street from me. It's hilarious. Oh, dude. I love him. I mean, he's, He's so incredible at everything that he does, and I just love his attitude about everything. He's like, there's there's this imitation that someone does of him where, like, they overheard him saying this one time, and he was like, you know, drum lessons, you know? Like, someone was asking me, he's like, I mean, people ask me to do drum lessons, and I, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm just like, just be all sick. And, like... <laughs> and just perfect, dude. Sick, dude. <laughs> but, be like, that was, uh, I mean... I guess just the only reason I'm sort of bringing that up is like he was in a what like uh, Santa Cruz like sort of <clears> in that area and that was like a few hours away there was this uh, qu quite a few like metal bands sort of developing but uh, I was in like this weird like uh, pocket of California where there weren't a lot of people to play with so I mean like as far as like my band sort of situation stuff like that that happened much later on in life but I guess I just played I just had a whole bunch of time to prepare for you know playing did you write your own shit with like a drum machine before all that or uh no I mean uh I think about this too like dude if I had like superior drummer or something like that when I was a kid I'd have never left my fucking room <laughs> I mean, I just played um, and kind of like recorded song ideas on like a little boombox and stuff. I'm telling you, like there did like there were there. I had like one or two friends that had, like played drums kind of well, but like nobody really wanted to start a cool metal band in that area. So like my like me and Kevin's bands now is like basically the band I wanted to start since I was like a teenager. But like I, I, I finally made it happen. <laughs> nice, nice dude that's dry, how did you get connected dude. with uh with keith marrow for that first album uh i was playing i was filling in for a band called <laughs> die artist murder um after i quit faceless and uh i around that time i was just kind of like compiling stuff ideas for what would end up being like that first song colony off of the first record. And there's a few other things that I was uh, piecing stuff together. And there was a, a very brief period where I was maybe going to play with die art full time, but Sean 
um, was playing bass at the time and Kevin was going to come back and being that he was one of the main songwriters, he just wanted to go to play guitar full time, which is totally understandable. But like, uh, my dreams were dashed kind of of joining Die Art for the time. So I was like, Oh fuck, well I better kind of figure something else out. And, uh, I guess, um, yeah, just ended up kind of recording some of that stuff with Keith and like, I didn't really know at the time, um, that the band would be taken seriously enough to get a tour offer. Like for what it's worth, um, I did this real fucking just crummy Europe tour in the end of 2016. And it was so bad where like I came back and started going to community college. You know what I mean? It was like one of those, you know, like when you do a stinker in the the US, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, that was shitty. But you know, when you do one in Europe, and it's real bad. You're just like, oh my god. Yeah, so, Europe lets you know that it's stunk. That's the yeah, other thing. You're yeah, gonna yeah, read about it after. Like, like, yep. All right. So like, I came back and I was in community college, and uh, that record, like the first one, came out, and like my expectations for it were pretty much nothing. Like, I didn't really do anything to you know other than these very quick visualizers that were just there to make people aware that the music was coming out. So like, um, Javier from animals like just texted me and asked him if if uh you know we would do the tour and i was just kind of like i mean do you like do we have the opening slot if we want it so he was like yeah so i quit going to community college and i got ready for the tour and uh you know like went out because at that time i'd spent the last 10 years kind of going out and largely playing other people's music i'm not complaining about that i definitely learned a ton of shit like playing with the faceless playing with you know like all of the experiences that I've had with playing with other people have definitely been uh, great for learning. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. uh, for specifically the faceless, like I felt like I was playing catch up the entire time that I was in that band. Well, I could play like a lot of gnarly shit, but just picking super fast and doing it for a long time was just like not really my forte. But like that band just kind of forced me to figure it out and break it apart and make it a, a thing. You know, like that I that I had to do and you know so like there's definitely stuff and also being just a fan of Keen's music in general like there's there's um uh planetary like was a pretty big record you know like i i, I <clears throat> dug that record so like yeah there's there's definitely some some stuff that i uh picked up skill wise and everything musically um along the way that i've kind of like brought into uh this band that maybe aren't direct influences, but they maybe kind of like prepared me for it now, you know, Did but, you, re- uh, you recorded on auto theism, right? Yeah. I recorded a solo on a song called emancipate the very last solo on it. And then I added that song, uh, 10 billion years, which, um, like you have two camps, like every, every once in a while, like, um, there's people who hit me up or they'll say like, Oh man, like when that record came out of auto theism fucking you know for the most part like people really didn't like it and shit on it but now like people look back at it with rose colored glasses but there were people who thought that i wrote most of the music on that album for for just clarity's sake i went and listened to that most of that record uh one time when i hung out with keen many months before i had ended up joining the band but i contributed one song um that 10 billion years song and, I always loved the whole album, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, it was 
great music, but I think the bulk of the people out there who were fans of it thought they were going to get smashed with another planetary style record, you know. Totally. And um, but he went like a lot more artistic with it. And I mean, there was definitely a style change. And um, I mean, like I said, I think now people look back on that record and celebrate mm-hmm. it more than they did at the time. It was refreshing, definitely. I remember I did probably three Planetary Duality tours. And so, like, you know, I loved the album, but, like, just hearing it, like, constantly. Like, it was like when it first came out, I was like, damn, it's got everything I want, like, in, in one album, you know? But just getting smashed with it over and over again, like, I thought Autotheism was a good kind of relie- relieved me. It definitely brought me, they brought some Opeth in there. They brought some all kind, you know, the stuff that I was starting to get into as I matured as, a like, a metal musician. But uh, that's what I think really it brought. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely there was room uh, to grow. And I mean, it's it's weird to think that Keen as a pretty young man at the time. I mean, when Planetary came out he was, and he finished it, he was probably like fucking 21 years old. And to think that like at 21 years old, you would write a record that would probably basically create several other bands you know what i mean like um i mean there's so many people who've borrowed from planetary duality over the years you know like the whether 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 it was the 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 message about space and creationism and all that other stuff to just like this hyper super crazy fucking you know turbo sound and everything there's it, it was pretty influential you know um and uh I think that probably nowadays autotheism gets as much credit as planetary does, you know, which is a good thing. I love that for Keen because like, um, I think it's a great record too. So it's like the Caddyshack of metal. <laughs> was I was going to say that. Not, not celebrated when it came out. Dude, it's, it's the, the reason Lebowski. what's his name killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. The director. The guy that yeah. wrote Animal House and all that stuff. And then Caddyshack came out and everyone hated it. And then like, what, 10, 15 years later, it became a cult classic and everyone loves it. Damn. Oh, that, he had to go to like rehab and stuff and like disappeared. Yeah. There's that's a whole crazy. like documentary about it. It's fucked. And like it's told half by uh, Chevy Chase. So you, Sorry to make it like, dark in here. No, no, no. <laughs> I like dark. I'm, I was just going to bring up Firewalk with me. That was a movie that was booed at Cannes, but now it's regarded as a fucking cult classic yeah. as when it comes to... I think it's just when you set standards. You know, what? like how you guys are saying, Planetary yeah. was like, here, right? It was fucking, yeah. And then, uh, I don't even know how to say the other album, but it's just like other people perceive it differently, you know? And then like when it, it's heard on fresh ears, it's different. I was going to go off on uh, that director committing suicide like fucking an artist that's so into making his art to the point where but he's also really into the reaction from the other oh people, for sure you know sure. so it's like so much to where you actually it's that validation your life dude you end yeah. your art life because nobody else liked it and it's like come yeah. on dude make it for yourself first and it's yeah. fucking caddyshack dude what yeah. the fuck yeah i mean now yeah, it it's is. not like it's not like you're fucking you know trying to knock down you know end communism or something yeah well i think it was like the whole thing that i don't want to go too deep but it was like the 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 fucking what is it the gopher (laughs) just doing the dances and stuff (laughs) it's like all that was thought of by like the the movie people like that not him it was like he was told yeah he didn't get get final cut right he didn't get final cut of his shit 
That's yeah. which, another thing that hurts directors, dude. If they don't get the final cut, then it doesn't matter if it's a fucking box office hit. It, yeah, it it's, like, it's not vision. what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I totally get how something like that could fuck you up and maybe make you want to end your life. But like, like imagine being like uh, you do an alluvial record and then you give it to the record label and then they have people add a bunch yeah, of comes shit out like to kids it, bop, take you're like parts out and fucking all that shit. And you're just like, this is alluvial's new fucking full length. And you're like, no, it isn't. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, dude, there's I mean, there's certain parts of this that I guess become easier when you just um just growing older and you know like if you're going to make art whether that's music or comedy or whatever and you're gonna like um exist and hopefully make make it a, a profitable business and like and that'll be held in the court of public opinion you are going to get made fun of you're gonna get shit on like mm -hmm. me and kevin did this um I don't even really know what it was. The guy was super nice, but he was British and he kind of like, he started talking to us and he was like, started, what was that? Do you remember he was like sitting there and he was kind of like walking us into this thing about like, you know, like mental health and online bullying and shit like that. And yeah. I like, and I really quickly was like, look, dude, I think that that shit, like complaining about that shit is real dumb. Like yeah. online bullying like, just don't look at the internet. And if you're yeah, going to yeah. make art, if you're going to make art, you know what I mean? Just, you better just be ready to get your, sh get made fun of, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what did you see? You said it best. It's like the internet is like the best advocate for free speech and it's going to happen. You know, some people just say shit like, like, I don't know about you guys. I feed off that shit. If someone like, like, I think one of top, uh, Suffo's top YouTube comments is like, oh, I didn't know Daniel Radcliffe joined Suffo. So like, <laughs> dude as you said that i'm sorry i fucking saw it dude yeah, yeah. put on the glasses dude <laughs> get you know, the fucking yeah, lightning yeah. bolt you're yeah, fucking dude. but you know what dude like there's so many people that think like ha, god i'm fucking idiot and it's like no dude, i don't give a fuck right up well, here on stage well, yeah. it has nothing to do with how my <laughs> also, fucking vocals sound right well, well yeah I sound the like a fucking this, it, the other part of this is is like i don't know dude like i've i've spent a good part of my life being around dudes where like we made fun of each other and like oh, yeah. that, that's just a fun thing to do yeah and, it's so uh, roasting it's dude so good. i love to roast especially if it's good like if, like even if it's against me and it's like tears up my soul like if it's a good one i'm like fuck yeah dude you got <laughs> yeah, me dude, and, and the worst part of it too is like the fucking worst part of it is like when someone smokes you a little bit online and like if it's a good one you know what i mean and yeah. they smoke you back like if you razz them back a little bit, they're like, oh, dude, why'd you have to, why'd you have to take it? <laughs> it's, oh. like, it's like you pulled the blanket off. They're like, ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? I thought we were, uh, I thought we were having fun. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, dude. Comedians do that all the time. That's why I yes, love watching that yep. shit. Yeah. They, they, they like tweet the person back directly. They're like, oh, I didn't expect this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something the other day. Well, okay. I posted, uh, I tweeted that picture of me in my fake business hoodie um, yeah. at Tim Dillon and, and Ben Avery, and they retweeted it. And I was like, you know, because of that, a bunch of Tim's followers saw it. And this one dude had a really good burn. He was like, he said something like, 
man, Anton LaVey really let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I was just like, I was like, yeah. And I was like, and I, and I, uh, I said something like, man, I hope, cause you know, like I pictured Tim Dylan sitting there at like some steakhouse, you know what I mean? Probably looking at like grinder and then like, like went over and saw that this picture. I mean, I hope he made fun of me before he retweeted that. Like yeah. there's just like everyone, everyone should just get better at being made fun of because Bro. it's fun. You know? I think it's a thing. I know, I know I'm surrounded by West coast right now, but like there is, I, I lived out in Washington state for like six months and like, I think out here, I, th I think I'm a nice guy, you know, dude, I looked like a fucking savage in Washington. I whatever joke I made, it bothered people for days. Like I worked yeah, yeah. at like a, like at a computer store and I would just like, like someone would make a comment at me. I was like, ah, oh, fuck off. Like you fucking puss. Yeah. You know, and they're just like, <laughs> shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm fucking kidding with you. Like, you don't get that. Like it, like, I feel like just people do not know how to take jokes in many places in the world but all my point was that like out here i grew up fucking literally being made fun of so it's just like i've embraced it and it's fucking hilarious yeah like yeah, that's why i, I love mean, the comments it's just like you can't let it fucking ruin I, you dude day. i was a football well, there's player. the other part that's of it locker room talk it's fucking the yeah. same type of shit you know there's you this know thing i saw where there's an interview with rogan and he's talking about trying to get spotify to make a comment section or build that into yeah the experience on Spotify. That's awesome. Because, like, there's a fucking humongous part of how, that's how people participate when there's like some, feedback. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's we love it, dude. When we go live, people, we have chat too. We love mm -hmm. it when they, it, you know, interact with us and ask it's engaging in time. And I mean, if nothing else, it's just like I, I one time, I mean, for, for a large portion of my life, most of my 20s, I was in a, uh, I was in a job that I deeply disliked and I had a marriage that I deeply disliked even more than that. And I distinctly remember what it was like to be like 23 years old and shit on something and like, you know, with, 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 without fear of reprisal. Right. Because like mm -hmm. at that time it was like, I, I wasn't a, a musician who had to be, you know, like, like you can't take shit from me. Fucking try. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but and that that has to exist. That part yeah. has to exist as part of the ecosystem. You know, like I mean, like it wouldn't be the same shit. You know, like art wouldn't matter as much if people couldn't shit on it or love right. it or whatever. Right. You know? I think Spotify's scared of that because for years, like what they are is a post, like how you say post and ghost. Like the, an album comes out that everyone hates. There's not even a dislike button. There's not. Even, it's just you keep scrolling. You keep, you hit next. You, you know. I wish. Yep. I bet I you wish, they are scared of it. Those motherfuckers. They are. They don't want to lose. I mean, they're too scared of it. What Spotify is, dude? It's this giant billion, multi-billion-dollar company, and they don't make anything. Anything? No. They have no. no like like they're not they don't manufacture they have no operating costs other than having lawyers that are there for when people sell. yeah it's other leech companies that keep them in business like yeah. you got your distro kid you got your CD baby you got your you know all those 
are like working hard as fuck to keep it alive. You know what I mean? And yeah, Netflix, Netflix, Netflix literally got rid of the thumbs down. There was like a thumbs up, thumbs down thing. We're like, you yeah, can actually. That's why I fucking got rid of Netflix because everything's <laughs> fucking ass now. Get it off my fucking TV. I don't want your shit Netflix originals about fucking sad people. I want Punisher back. Get the thumbs up going so I can get my fucking Punisher back. <laughs> Bullshit. It's all you're 98% most likely to maybe like this thing. And you're like, oh, well, yeah, this is on just so. what you watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you watch scary movie, we want you to watch algorithm. fucking, you know, about a boy. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> can I, can I get us on to just finishing up with Wes's history, which is like a bunch of bands. Dude, when I saw your uh, website and it's got like the discog page and every album you've done, I'm like, those are all albums I like. I've listened to like all those <laughs> albums, like, a fucking hundred times each but the uh black crown initiate album you did with themselves we cannot forgive i have that flag sitting right over here it's not on angle but i love that album and i wanted to just get some insight into what it was like playing with those guys for a minute or uh, for a few years i guess actually oh for what it's worth that discog thing includes like you know it's every album that like i've played on some like you know I, at this point I played on a bunch of people's records and like some of those are just like solos on a song. Oh yeah. Some of them are like, some of them are like co-wrote a song or whatever. So like, I, I, I can't take credit for each and every, like the the record as a whole at all. No, that's, I I recognize that as well. And I like did actually go through your metal archive. I'm like, okay, solo on track seven. Okay. I remember that one. Yeah. Marty Friedman and shit. Solo. I'm looking at it now. I did not know you touched Austrian death machine. That's fucking hilarious. Hell yeah. Dude, Dude, that is, that's a weird one. Um, if I have time, I'll try to tell that story, but yeah, that song. Um, That's like a fucking, uh, I was really excited about doing that because like um, the song was cool and like, uh, you know, this is kind of pre-controversy and uh, pre-Tim controversy. And then I uh, like when that came out, it I don't want to say it got overlooked, but it was not something that, that at the time that I felt like I could go and say hey i did this check it out um for a number of different reasons just because I'm, I'm, I'm really good friends with nick and i didn't want to make it seem like i was being a shitty friend to him you know being like after his you know his band kind of fell apart as a result of someone else's decisions i didn't want to be hey check out my guest solo on tim's side project but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> The, uh, dude, it fucking kills, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I guess to answer your question about Black Crown, um, mm-hmm. I was Andy Thomas. He's like a beautiful guy. Uh, that's who I ended up kind of talking to at first. You know, the guitar player, main main songwriter mm-hmm. in the band, and. Uh, at the time I didn't know that Rick had left like the other kind of founding guitar player. Um, and I, uh, was living back in Fresno, uh, my life and a lot of different things in my life were in various sorts of states of disarray. And I just kind of like wanted to get the fuck out of Fresno and try to go play some shows, like no matter how shitty the rooms were or whatever. And so, that's what ended up like leading to the black crown thing. Also just like getting along with those guys really well. And uh, that record was complete selves. 
was pretty much complete. Same type, very very similar to autotheism, where like I contributed a solo, although I didn't contribute a song to that Black Crown record. Uh, I did. Uh, I played a solo on. Um, I think the song's called Again. Mm. Uh, but yeah, That's a legendary fucking solo, dude. I've fucking hung out with people and been like, "This is Wes Hawk. Check this shit out." And just every time they're blown away, dude. Oh, thanks. I mean, that was. Uh, that was a record that like we went out and got to kind of support for a little bit that real just devastating rot gut europe tour that's the one i was talking about we went out with black crown it was like a few other bands and like okay uh, we were opening it and it was like one of those like welter bus like five bands on a bus maniac kind of tour where Jesus. like i was just like oh man i gotta figure something else out but uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, dude, like, uh, I love those dudes. Like, I just ended up not playing with them anymore because, like, it just seemed like, um, like things had kind of, like, slowed down for them and there weren't a lot of shows and stuff like that. And they were kind of going through some changes. So I don't really have a good answer. I don't have a juicy answer. Like, oh, fuck those guys. We got in a fight or whatever. <laughs> I just ended up quit, like, you know, kind of just yeah. leaving the band. But I talked to Andy Thomas every day i talk to james a lot too but like andy andy is the like nobody makes me laugh harder than oh yeah he's super fucking funny dude nobody on earth makes me laugh harder than he does but uh is he out in arizona right now yes i think he's somewhere in um like somewhere in north phoenix i want to say like like some area around there he works at some fucking brewery um he's doing like uh like where they're making like his his girlfriend or um soon to be like fiance or whatever she like manages the place and like they both kind of like work there and like i think andy's like kind of making beer you know in some of those big uh like stills and stuff and uh he's just playing guitar and like working on new black crown music, which is weird. I mean, I'm really glad for him because I don't know if you've ever been to Reading, Pennsylvania, but it is just among one of the shittiest places on earth. Like, um, it's like, it's kind of like West Virginia, you know what I mean? Like anywhere you've been in West Virginia, but like, uh, Boone County. <laughs> yeah. Like is that, that wild and wonderful whites kind of place. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. he's, uh, Wild I'm glad that he got out of there. Yeah. Okay. I haven't ever been out there, but I've heard a lot. I mean, Rivers of Nile, right? Like a lot of those bands have that kind of story of coming out of that area. And I, it's it's cool to have that perspective being kind of given to me through the art I listen to. And otherwise, it's hard to maybe from Cali, it's kind of hard to hear about that stuff. You know, the mainstream, I don't know how to get into it, but it's not always the main news is about how things are out there. You're talking about just regionally or like you're talking about the bands that are from there. I'm talking about regionally, like what it's like for, for, oh. for everyone out there, but I do get the music. Cause obviously I'm listening to whatever. No, once you hit the road long enough, like, can you just, fucking and I haven't, see, yeah, it's the story. Yeah. You see like middle America constantly and you're just like, Jesus, man, like, fuck, I just want to get to the coasts, man. Just yeah. like, that's pretty much, it's a, it's like, it's the like countries the coast right here. In, that's in it. like, you know, you have Texas, Texas has some, some rad fucking shows. I've had some amazing shows in like Texas, but yeah, it's it's like the coasts in Canada. It's like I mean, there's mm. obviously some cool spots in the middle of that, but 
yeah it's once you hit that like 15 20 times you're just like fuck dude like i need to go to europe or something pennsylvania has like i i used to make andy laugh by saying this it's like pennsylvania is america's first pair of shoes you know what i mean like (laughs) colonial like yeah it's like one of those like very early settled kind of areas of the united states and like it's one of the few places new york included i guess and like Massachusetts to agree where you're going to see architecture that's a hundred or more years old. Oh yeah, where like you go, you don't see that in fucking San Diego. You know, no, no, Uh, yeah. You got Hearst Castle. That's about it. We all the people there got there, and then it's like we we hit the other side, dude. We can't go any further. (laughs) Hearst Castle is that that's that's in like is that near like pacifica and shit like that um no that's more um that's more south that's more like i'm in santa cruz so it basically it's probably like oh, i want to say it's probably three three hours from here uh south someone told me that there's that william randolph hearst guy like he had a whole bunch of like crazy exotic wildlife and like a lot of it got out so like there's zebras and shit that run around up there like around like in the area and like i guess zebras are super unruly you can't tame them like they'll kill people and stuff so it's like <laughs> tigers murderous horses really? and all kinds of fucking shit. yeah that that will that, that, that it's like a big problem um, oh, dude, it's always a big problem with that. Like, for another example of that would be in Hawaii, some person fucking let go a bunch of fucking snakes. There's no snakes in Hawaii, but then they yeah. get out and they get out there and they reproduce and get bigger. And then we get the fucking dumb idea of, oh, let's get just let's bring a bunch of mongooses over there. So they bring the mongooses over to take out the snakes, but now biting all the ankles, bro. Mongoose. <laughs> Fucking digging in your fucking cooler when you're on the beach and shit, trying to grab your fucking nuts. Yeah. But oh, that's what it is. That. It's invasive species, you know? It's yeah, like, I love those videos of like mongooses, or there's that one video, there's like this vacation island where there's those monkeys that will go and like they've gotten real smart and they'll just go and take people's booze, you know? What oh, I'm yeah. About? Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. I, my brother in law has been to a place where he literally had to fight monkeys to get his shit because they were trying to steal his shit while he was on the fucking beach dude. just swearing up not fight monkeys but like he's like got there's videos of him like throwing shit at them he's they're like trying to grab what? his shit yeah dude it's crazy can you i think you share that right now please? and i think it might be thailand where it was at where he was out just raging in thailand but when they were on the beach you'd literally see monkeys come out of nowhere trying to grab your shit dude. that's fucking hilarious <laughs> Not to sidetrack yeah. too hard. You ever see the video of the guy punching a kangaroo dead in the face? Yeah, oh, yeah, I dude, do. that's I a classic, that. dude. And that, no? that kangaroo's like, what the fuck? No, but it's because he's grabbing his dog. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, like holding yeah. his dog, choking it out. And it's just yeah. like, I mean, what else are you going to do, dude? Right. Your, that's just yeah. act on panic and fear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, someone was telling me, I had a friend the other day that was telling me that before uh, the Brits had sort of like colonized Australia and kind of made it this, you know, temporarily like this prison colony or whatever, like the kangaroos that were there at first were massive, bigger than they are now. I bet. And I guess it was like, they would, they would kill people all the time. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's, I guess, you know, I'm going to sound like a dummy that doesn't know what he's talking about because I'm probably getting this wrong, but what I've heard, this happens with pigs too. Um, 
when an animal gets to a certain size, they have like a pituitary thing where they're just constantly like creating growth hormone, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it makes them get super big and unruly. And um, the same thing um, in Louisiana, you know what I mean? In like the 1700s and 1800s, there were just a whole bunch of like boats coming over from Italy and Europe at large and they would bring pigs over and there's this big, you know, like the feral pro the feral hog problem in America, like that's in going on in Louisiana and Texas and all that other shit is literally that old, like 200 years old. But these pigs now, they get so fucking big, they get to be like a thousand pounds. I'm not even shitting you. Like you might think like, whoa, no pig doesn't get to a thousand pounds. You can look up pictures of these pigs and they get so fucking big that they kill deer and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll, they'll chase down like a fucking like a deer. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> Aren't they more like hogs, like warthogs at that point, right? Because if they're wild, they don't they, they're not getting fattened up like fucking farm pigs. It's From like what something. I understand, that like uh, you know the the pig that you typically think about on a farm that's all pink and yeah it doesn't fuzzy. look like that at all from what i understand if you let one of those in the wild they will mm-hmm. turn into those hideous beasts within like weeks dude oh, i don't even awesome. think it's more than a month they yeah, start to from show what i understand tusk. i don't I, there's probably something that i'm not getting right about that but i've no I, I i i've totally heard the same thing dude but also think about this dude like think about the size of your dick your the size of your dick's gonna grow if you lose yeah. weight because if all no the one fat touches around it, it it's fucking growing huge <laughs> no so it's like a, a pig's got the tusk at, the the pig's got the tusks in its well, face that's why I'm just kidding. But yeah. it's, <laughs> it's losing its fat like for like three titanium, weeks man. I out in the wild. But no, they also like they say that they actually morph. They like they like yeah. Like change. it's like they they become like it's like a werewolf or something like that. They just they're like oh wow I'm here now and I'm gonna turn into this other thing and uh, like, there's no slop in sight, dude. They're gonna have to fucking rummage like, for their food. Yeah, their their hair gets very coarse and stuff like that. They become yeah. like this. Uh, just different thing. Dude, Can I make this into like a tinfoil hat Delicious too. Go for it. Like, what if we were just not civilized people? Do you think we'd look all mongoloid and shit? Like, no one rules me. Just live with no rules in your brain. Well, like, if, if they got rid of the Kroger, like... they got rid of the Kroger down the street. We'd all just turn into yeah, Neanderthal. Yeah, fuck them. Get your own grapes. <laughs> Try to take mine. You know, like, it wouldn't but, like, take long, right? Well, you know those skeleton, but like in in museums, they have those. Uh, listen, I'm coming from a place of fucking zero knowledge. Pure You're talking ignorance. about the Nephilim. You're talking about the giants, right? No, the Neanderthals are the shorter, like, thicker dudes that... Right, right, chicks right. That well, what about those up... skulls that, like, have that elongated brain and the fucking that's big That's the teeth? Nephilim. That is okay. the Nephilim. There's, like... I mean, that's the weird thing about it, too, is, like, you know, I like I said, I grew up in this very... this hotbed of evangelism. I drink Pepsi all the time. So They're like, totally telling me not to grow up. It, well, yeah, it depends like, on where you're getting grew it up, from. I grew up, like, you know, in church and, like, I, you know, like... A, that's what they like, would say I got, in the Bible, I got a yeah. weird thing, because the Nephilim, they talk about it in the Bible. It's it, it's mm-hmm. also in... It's also in all sorts of, like, uh, texts that are... Well, you go back before the Bible, it's Sumerian yeah. texts, and they were referred to as the Anunnaki. Yes, yes. Um, they actually lived among us. Is that know, like the Coneheads? Like, yeah, they're supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Like, they're they're like, you know, the eight to it's, ten. It's like their brain goes like this. Tall. Like the Coneheads movie. The, yeah. the, the, the like the most the most sort of like made for TV depiction of this that has come out is like the the Ridley Scott Prometheus things where those engineers, oh, yeah. giant hairless jack dudes, mm-hmm. like yeah. that is supposed to be 
without saying what the Nephilim are like or were, yeah. and they just can't, and they, okay. they made us as a, you know, like a, I don't know whether it was an experience or experiment, but there's also this theory that like, I mean, again, I'm just saying that I, I read about this shit. I don't necessarily believe it, but there's a theory that the, the Anunnaki made us to mine gold for them. Yeah. So to, you're going with the Sitchin theory, the yes. Zach, Zechariah Sitchin theory, the 12th planet. That was his book that he wrote. Nibiru is what, right? Nibiru is the 12th planet that has an elliptical orbit, orbit. that's 300 or 3,600 years to get around the sun. But yeah, I mean, there's holes in the theory, dude, but it is a cool fucking thing to think oh, about. Oh, dude, like, that shit is the most, that's the, I mean, I, it's probably, there's, it's probably not accurate, but it, man, it's fun to think. Oh, about. totally <laughs> fun, dude. Yeah, super fun. You know to think what? that like, but, so on, on elliptical orbit, meaning like, like, so it gets close enough to the earth at, at one point throughout that, or maybe yeah. two points throughout that 3,600 years to where a few of them could pop off and see how we're doing over here. Like we're like a farm planet, dude. I think that yeah. Pr Prometheus movie is really good. I know people have dogged on. My it, wife but... fucking thinks it's totally stupid, specifically for the I... stuff where like there's these people who yeah. who, who start picking up stuff and they're like, hmm, what's this? And they get infected by it, and I yeah. can kind of see what she's talking about because yeah, yeah. You went to some new planet for sure. and you started do like no one would do that. They would be like, oh yeah. shit, but like <laughs> I thought it was um, a good movie though. I liked that part of it. I liked the fact that like. um there were these the, the possibility that we were seated here by like some it's super advanced people and um like you know it would it would certainly make a whole lot more sense than you know the like the the buffet of choices we have for sort of religions in general now nah, you know? man the bearded guy brought me here he loves me and he's gonna hug me when i die dude it's gonna be sick mm -hmm. heard he gives just really good hugs just yeah just hug one hug and then, and then i throw yeah. back into the herd yeah then i have to go fuck off and like pray or something and read no but like <laughs> it's all about george carlin dude oh god yeah that's that's my whole upbringing dude i yeah, like i remember my father yeah. made the mistake so, of showing me stand-up comedy and i was like well this is what i believe now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like why is he smarter than every fucking other person i've heard like, george ever. carlin <laughs> he's like i pray to one yeah. thing and it's joe pesci <laughs> he's like, best, i pray to god every day this dog shuts up i call joe pesci have you no oh, more barking dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah have you heard jim, have you heard jim, jim brewer's bit about the joe pesci uh, gps no no it does i don't recall it at this moment oh it's so funny it's like just imagine like gps yelling at you will you fucking turn the right way turn the fucking like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just he, i can't even like do it like you have to watch it like jim yeah brewer's do i have a voice funny. effect for him probably not not too high i mean but so just to get real yeah. quick back to the sitchin stuff that's a cool book to read and oh and what else i learned from that was that uh w which is something that actually did happen we we shot a couple of pods out into space that are getting cat already one got catapulted maybe both of them out at jupiter but it's basically like a, a thing that has you know e everything that you could possibly think of with a human brain how we can communicate what's going on on earth if this thing was to land on another planet you can't fucking write it in english so it's like they literally put a picture yeah. of a man and a woman you know dude's got a small package in the picture picture i think dude but they're standing there naked and they're waving and but they're standing there and the way they made the picture was to show how big 
humans were, the average human was compared to the vessel that would have landed on their planet. And then inside of it is also a gold, like a gold record that plays like all of our hits from like whatever the fuck when we started recording Yo, 40 stories on that bitch <laughs> yeah dude and, and so it's like we sent our music into space we sent like like there's a uh at the bottom of the thing i think it's like all of our plan our star where our stars uh located in our you know whatever galaxy it, i don't know if it's galaxy but like somehow a picture that shows where we're located how far we are away from the sun and this is where we're at and then it's like basically like if that lands on a planet, somebody's gonna fucking look at it and be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" Like, Johnny, be good. Like, yeah, yeah come on. Wait, hold up, what did I miss? Uh, we <laughs> went deep into the sci-fi no idea conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get all the shit foil hat. Want to hear? I, okay, I think good. it actually the conversation started with somebody saying, I, "I'm I don't know if I'm gonna go tinfoil hat," and then we just went deep tinfoil hat <laughs> that was me i was like i don't want to go too crazy but hey and then no, look what no, happens. i mean i say this all the time and i mean like there's it would be you would be a fucking simpleton to not at least put a little bit of this shit on your plate every once in a while oh like, for sure like when shit pops up Put it on your plate. Don't judge it right away. Yeah. Don't judge it right away. Don't, don't fucking yeah. don't change your life and ruin your life for it. But <laughs> yeah, don't dump your like, life savings and be like, I'm looking into this now. <laughs> but when something comes up, like usually in what I do is like I'm gonna be like, Well, I'm gonna keep an eye on this. I'm not gonna develop an opinion on it right now, but I'm gonna keep an eye on it because like a lot of times now, you know. The, the, there's there's something that's come out that everyone's been like oh just, this is bullshit and then they're like oh my fucking god it's not bullshit yeah and yeah it's current, like egg, a current one on would be thing. like the McAfee thing that's happening right now you guys see McAfee popping up all over the place yeah, uh, yeah. he he apparently hung himself or whatever I do I I I, I don't know enough about it to actually comment is on that it. the antivirus guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have a fucking documentary about normal, a psychopath, but then you like get into five, what his real life is, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, dude." Well, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, dude. He, he's, he's a, he is a maniac for sure. He had a Netflix yeah, yeah. documentary about him. He was like, "Ah, fucking ah!" Oh, and, and 24 hours a day, <laughs> yeah. just like mm -hmm. stripper. He was the ugly Dan Balzerian. Like I he think... was just the guy that had everything around. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've never, I've never had a real life context to. Uh, think of fecal filiac outside of death metal except for john mcafee <laughs> <laughs> that's so true dude yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, i don't want to get them. into it that's all i'm gonna say well you already alluded you already dropped turds in here so we gotta <laughs> talk about turds now no there's enough info i, I want to get out of this though i want to talk about kevin's history you haven't even fucking gone back with him at all dude yeah um <laughs> or no bobby's history first yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, finished middle school. My father fucked off, and uh, I started playing right ever back. since life was shit. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So my death metal, my world, my music. What the hell did I do to get here? Um, I would or say even before death metal, did it start somewhere else? Oh, for sure, dude. I all was right. like, I was all right. So I'm born '91. Uh. I fucking I, I ended up in a world way older than myself in the sense of like, I guess trying to find, you know, you know everyone kind of goes on this journey, or at least I think everyone does. I'm starting to realize nowadays no one does this, at, like in this newer generation. But like, I feel like once you start going to public schools and 
hanging out with people. You're trying to like, hmm, I like tech decks. Do you like tech decks? Let's hang out. You know, like it's just one of those things. And then I guess when you start growing up and you start becoming like your real person and you start realizing like, you know, you learn how to deal with people and trust people and yada, yada, yada. You find your interests. Mine was always music. I thought if I, you know, I, lo- I grew up on my, my parents loved my dad loved the Beatles, the who like classic rock shit. Elton John was huge for me as a kid. My mom, she liked radio hits. So I, I kind of ignored those. I was like, ah, that doesn't count. Like I, I want some, I want some, like, who are you? Like what, mm-hmm. what do you bring to this? And I guess I kind of always, always put music on a high pedestal of like judging someone's personality traits. Gotcha. And, and I feel like with music, my mom showed me meatloaf. And then um, I think I, I've told this story before on uh, different shows. And it was just a matter of my mom put it on. And I was like, I didn't really care for what it was on. It was cool, whatever. But then I saw the CD box she took it out of. And it's just the most metal album art I've had seen to date. Uh, at the time, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, there's something flying out of a, a grave and like there's a bat fucking just looking evil and there's fire and a chick on a motorcycle. What I, like all of I was like overwhelmed of all my sensory overload of my brain saw that and said something about this. I want to know more of my mom caught me checking it out, like just being like, this is nuts. <laughs> she buys me a Black Sabbath record thinking like, oh, since yeah. you kind of like this, I know I'm picking up what you're kind of putting down. So she bought me that and it ruined my life uh, <laughs> in the best way. <laughs> In the best way possible. Yeah. Dude, so then you're it's fucking like, 13. Black Sabbath is the sickest band ever. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, it, it was oh, definitely dude, younger. I'm dude, I was way younger. They're still the sickest band. They're ever. still dude. sick as fuck. Sick but as it, fuck. it just spawned like, it, I guess how my thought process was then was just it spawned a whole different thought process of like, who is this? Jeeves? Let's ask Jeeves who the fuck, <laughs> who's Black Sabbath. And it was like, yeah. for dude, all you um, uh, younger kids, ask Jeeves is Bing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah who search? I thought I, th- I thought you were gonna say for all you younger kids, check out this band called Black Sabbath. Yeah, yeah that too. Like, see, that too. Like, dude, search Black best. Sabbath on. Bing Do you know what's gross? And we're joking about, about this. We're joking about this, but that's real right now. What you oh, just I know. said. I know the struggle. I know. Do you know when the Post Malone song came out? They're like kids. Kids were tweeting like, "Shout out to po- dude! Shout out to Post Malone for bringing Osborne? on yeah. this this new older singer dude, guy." Yeah. It's like. It was like sarcastic, <laughs> but like it was like serious at the same time. No, so many people you know? thought that was real. Yeah. Where's strangle vision when you need it? Like, give me, put my hands through the fucking phone and let me choke <laughs> out these kids out. But no, no but you I, know, but I mean, <laughs> Ozzy's been on top since like the late 60s. Well, yeah, well, but I mean, no, you, you know, have to understand what he's talking about. There's That's still going to be a dude. demographic of people that don't even know. Well, not that centuries, is, decades. You know? centuries and the younger ones are definitely. Dude, Ozzy has been famous the whole time. Whole time. Never stopped. Yeah. Right and now. and also he is like I mean one of the most famous like solo musicians of all time like like to to be like Ozzy Osbourne like bigger than Black Sabbath to, for your solo thing to be bigger like right w- like name yeah. other times that's happened I mean David Lee Ro- oh Michael Jackson <laughs> Michael yeah. Jackson I mean we have Michael Jackson <laughs> I had to go to the, bar, the top you know? to, to find yeah, anyone totally. but yeah that's, that's right a pretty high Dude. bar you know yeah so I mean. He- that just started just such a crazy, crazy role for me yeah. was when I found Black Sabbath and my mom get, got me that CD. And then you do the whole like, who's was say, it who paranoid or was it the first one? We or? sold our sold our soul for rock and roll. Oh, shit. That's sick. So yeah. I had that. And then, um, I, you know, I, like I said, ask Jeeves, who the fuck is this singer? Is this <laughs> da, 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 da. Click Ozzy. What's what's relevant at this time was Ozfest. Like, I think yeah. it was like second or third wave Ozfest. 
And who's on that bill? Machine Head, like Pantera, Slipknot, Hatebreed, like all, amongst like, I'm thinking like the late 90s to like 2004. Like all those Oz, Ozfest lineups were like just the sickest. And uh, I think I just used that as my, what you guys were saying earlier, looking at the thank yous, looking at the MySpace top eights. Like that for me was like, if they're on this one bill together, I gotta, I gotta see what this is all about. And then like even Mashuga in those earlier years, like what the fuck is happening to my head? And then from there, it just became like a mission of like, okay, this is the heaviest thing I've ever found. And then someone would show me something different. I was like, yeah, well, that's not like, oh, I've been lied to where there's heavier. <laughs> Cause I grew up like a new metal kid. I think I jumped down that lane when, when the Ozfest stuff happened, because it was like, oh, here we go. you know, I love <laughs> we talk about new metal every podcast. Dude, it's huge. Especially like, dude, I just turned 30 and I feel like new metal is like, it's like, I'm trying to think what did old people talk about that? Like doesn't exist anymore. Like swing, like rock. You know, like, you know, like all that shit is just gone. It, it came, it was the biggest so, thing ever, and it's gone now. I had this crazy realization with my friend the other night, and I was like, dude, Silverchair, fucking Frog Stomp, that song Madman at the end, yeah. is almost like new metal right before it. Like, new, it's kind of almost <laughs> new metalish. I was like, oh, you shit. You gotta love it. You gotta appreciate it. So he's like the Alex Ment age. So I think there was like a little surge of that. Maybe it was, you know, our generation passing it down to them, like a, younger cousin i don't know but joel and i went through the yeah. actual thing that's what so every time somebody brings up new metal it's like oh dude that's yeah. our nostalgia too it's not like yeah my most theory of the was bands like, I, i've recently gone over it because we talk about it so much and most of the bands fucking I, suck dude well, <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of interested because like i'm like I, I i was like just at that that cusp where i got cut off and i did not like new metal what uh, about us like were, were you a fan of new metal like like just curious about it, like. And sorry to the fans who are fucking tired of us talking about <laughs> new metal. Yo, Cali Death Metal, what to. up? We're here at New Metal Station. I'm just curious because new. But I'm not stopping you from answering the question. Sorry, I'm just wanted to ask. The roots. I don't think so. Um, I yep. think okay. that I, I think that like my uh, the first time that I ever saw. Well, no, I'll I'll put, I'll put it to you this way: like the first time, do you remember that that show, the the box, which was like it functioned kind of like MTV, but it was by request, and if it like yeah, all in a request, and if like the 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 request would stack up, and then certain videos would be in you like vote, you'd vote with yeah. it, right? Vote That's by phone. Dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. And and so I remember around that time, and it was the only thing that I could get um like on a amf fm kind of like tv band you know and uh i saw the video for blind and i did think it was kind of tight you know what i mean um it's fucking sick. Like, i didn't have any i didn't really have any chips on the table with any yeah. other new metal bands but like you know like i definitely thought that that was cool it was that video and then one of the yeah. other ones i used to see was that green jelly video that oh, oh the yeah, of course three little yeah. piggies yeah. And yeah. um, that Henry Rollins liar video, like the oh, Rollins yeah. band one. Um, Super down. And I guess in some way you could say that that shit was new metal. But right? that's like, like literally exactly like for me, the same shit like that. That's where it cut off for me, like corn. And then those things, dude. There is. I was Kevin. Kevin hates when I say this because I I think that he <laughs> I mean, but, but, but deep down he knows I'm right. But like, what's this? Um, New metal, metal core, any of the things. Oh that, yeah, like, I already know where he's going. 
any of these types of music that like um that enjoy the spoils of like the the mainstream lens and like they become press darlings and were like in regular rotation on MTV when MTV was a thing mm-hmm. the fucking economy the overall like Nasdaq for fucking heavy music can thank its lucky stars for that shit because like your average kid doesn't go straight to fucking hate eternal king of all kings they start out with fucking limp biscuit they start out with fucking kill switch engage but that's whatever. fine but there's all right so i guess my brain all right so this is where my like gatekeeper brain am i wrong on. i no, want to say not. that i no, just want to no. say fuck yeah no, i agree with you no, i agree i'm with not you. wrong but we can have varying opinions but wes i agree i bought limp biscuit tickets two days ago this is my validation <laughs> in this fucking conversation so but okay there's there's a lot of roots. Somebody said roots, and Me. literally there's an album roots. 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 So yeah. The later stages of Sepultura was definitely the incubation for new metal. I would say for new metal. Soulfly. And like Soulfly became completely it. But all uh, the reason why there were so many guests, so uh, p- people on that album is because they respected that later Sepultura shit that was starting the real fucking you know yeah. new metal quick renaissance type dude deal. my favorite thing to do like to this day is if i go back and revisit like like those or er, like 2000 to 2003 new metal bands or records and finding like what i'd say is a slam or a fucking cool breakdown part like everyone like i love slipknot i grew up listening to slipknot i grew up listening to like mudvayne and like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff dude, there's a us, band dude. there's a band that i praise that only like i feel like such a small window of new metal people will know is twisted method know. Twisted oh, method definitely know about you don't know that jada pink and no. Smith band <laughs> i don't even know who's in it all i know is that they had oh, yeah, dude, jada pinkett. Yeah, pink pink that. liberty spikes <laughs> the singer had pink liberty spikes uh shirtless with like, you remember UFO pants? Yeah. But like, well, my, had, I call them Jinkos. Yeah, but he, but like, no, he, no, no, but they were like the all white, but they had fur, like fucking like those, oh, like those okay, fur, yeah. dude. They were like fur with black suspenders, pink Liberty spikes, just jumping around. Screw, yeah, those dudes. Look at them, <laughs> look at them, and those aren't even tattoos. It's all body paint, like it's whack as fuck. But like, dude, they, they, you listen to that album, Escape from uh, uh, Cape Coma, like you're gonna sit there and go. Hmm. This has some shit to it. Like, it's not just like fucking corny shit. Like, it's like it. The best way I can explain it is a it's a more metal hybrid theory. So oh, it's okay. you cited like, what you cited that one song on Iowa that has the Long Island slam. The heavy shit on that album, dude. It's a oh yeah yeah yeah. You it's are a, my plague, my plague, my no, plague. No, no, that oh. song is like that song's hard as fuck too. Every, everything ends. Everything ends. Yeah, everything ends. Everything ends, dude. They played it in Long Island. That back was my when they first did... breakup song, by the way. I'm just putting that out there. My first breakup song. It was song meant to be. Wait, it was a breakup yeah, yeah. song. Fucker. It's, like, it was it, like my, I the... broke up with my girlfriend, and just like oh, that's what you're saying. Everything ends. Break up. 
well it's called everything ends so like you're it's all talking about it's like you're fucked and overrated like it's yeah. all your fault like it's yeah, all like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all like it's like your first angsty breakup song where you're like yeah fuck fuck her dude, fuck dude her. Like, fucked and the, the thing about the riffs on the new metal i'm like scared to listen to new metal because i'll listen to it and i'll be like oh fuck those are riffs i've like written and thought they were sick <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but dude that's the thing though like you like death metal and non-death metal places is the coolest shit ever that's why even like the last Sorry, the last two corn records, straight up, they went back to their roots. Like, I, I remember when I was told that they're coming back, and I was like, ah, fuck. Like, this is going <laughs> to suck. And they just did that dubstep record. I was like, this is going to be a travesty. And then Corey from Carnifex was the first person to say, like, dude, no, listen to it. It's the fucking best shit ever. <laughs> and yeah. it honestly was. It brought them right back to, like, that. They have a formula that they should have never left, and they went back to it, where it's like they start the song with just a brutal breakdown, spacey fucking bass lead. And then it goes the chorus and then the heavy ass breakdown ends the song. That's just yeah. like their whole formula. And I love it. Like, it's just never, it never changes. It's like Hatebreed has their formula. Now they fucking start off positive hardcore. And then the, the end of the song, they slam it down. It's just, it, it's just a work. Hatebreed's it works like a, a perfect version of like catching that. Like if you listen to beneath the remains or stuff after that too, there's, there's elements of like the oh, hate yeah. read formula formula is like a there's one song on chaos ad that's literally like this the is breakdown. the formula for hate read yeah this whole song yeah, yeah. i mean uh, just listen to all of satisfaction the whole the whole oh, yeah, album yeah. is a formula that changed my life that album it was it was definitely it's, a pivot point for me too like okay i need to pay attention to hardcore. it's my favorite hardcore record of all time so like i feel like if you go upstairs it's like a museum of hate read like i have a whole clothing rack of just like windbreakers and shit from the victory era and i'm just like i want the, and the and the uh uh under was the, the knife. first record yeah uh, under the knife i have the dude i was so mad quick story i was at a mad ball show and i was like i'm not gonna mosh i'm not gonna mosh i'm not gonna mosh i moshed and i had a long sleeve from um uh, what the fuck is the company i'm thinking Sang Sugabog. Uh, no, no but it's the band i'm thinking Sang Sugabog, but it was a, a smorgasbord records was who put out under the knife okay said smorgasbord records on the pocket print hate breed connecticut hardcore on the back picture of jamie jocelyn when he's like 19 or whatever the fuck and dude this kid falls slips on beer and like grabs the back of my shirt and just fucking peels it off me and i was just like uh, it just split everywhere i have the remnants somewhere in a closet i'm gonna make a vest or some bullshit out of it but uh sad times anyway new metal say, rules, well, death new metal metal, rules i would have to say the king like the, the one band that actually kept new metal i mean i don't want to even call them new metal but deftones Deftones oh for sure through. but they were in that window they they yeah they yeah they just came out cool of new metal like those breakdowns the breaks like the like dude diamond eyes like so dope and they kept that sound alive and they called that's just like their brand well i you know gave what? up i gave up on them for a while and I was, I was on tour with animals as leaders and i remember uh, uh tosin coming out coming up to me and being like dude this new fucking deftones record dude is fucking the shit and i'm like i haven't listened to them since fucking around the fur like i haven't or a white yeah. pony maybe like i haven't listened to them forever he's all dude this new one is so good blah blah and uh we all like fucking went to the show they played down the street from us and i saw them in utah and i was like holy fuck like i yeah. think i'm back into this and i just got deep from like diamond eyes all yeah. the way to their new shit is like i think it's their best shit like to yeah. me personally i mean yeah. i have like a i know we have like our nostalgia with like they're around the fur and, and we can't help that dude that's the thing that, yeah it's that just part of you now it's wired in you at a certain age there's a certain pocket that you live where the music that you listen to in there will forever be with you, you know? yeah 
Yeah. And, it, yep. and as long as you shelf it a little bit, like it'll come back pretty fucking fresh, dude. And it gives you those same feelings. So it's just like, fuck anybody who thinks that, uh, uh, new metal sucks, dude. Like that, that got me to where I'm at now. That was a stepping stone in order to become who I am today. Oh, so dude. Like, absolutely. Always like about the Prince song called controversy. <laughs> <laughs> dude i'll just segue with this in terms of like just progressing the story is like a new metal led me to mtv it led me to bands like shadows fall it led me to bands like full-blown chaos it led me to bands like hate breed and it just really got me invested in like that's when i found like the heavy scene it was crazy to say it through mtv too headbangers ball when they like, yeah. played videos and shit yeah dude yeah, it was yeah. just watching like dude uh like full-blown chaos videos everyone's moshing in a parking lot i'm like yes yes and now i can call ray chaos a friend you know like it's just cool how life just does that mm-hmm. um but now it's like what was it after all that i guess segueing into growing up on mtv i started my own band in high school and it was just was like it one of those it was called inertia Okay. If you like, it, it was cool. It was just like, I took my juggalo friend, put him on bass. I put this kid that knew drums, put him on drums. Like, it was just like, I scrapped whoever was in, into it in high school. Like, I think in my high school, I only had two kids that went to shows and they didn't play instruments. So I was like, all right, cool. So, but outside of that, I had kids that were interested. We started up, we played shows. Um, I guess throughout life after that, I, I left music for like a year, got asked to join a band called the Merciless Concept, which I've been in now for over now 10 years plus and it's like turned into just what we want to keep alive the long island slam sound and playing groovy shit and um it's always going to be like my little feel-good band that lets me just call everyone pussies and everyone's beating the fuck out of each other in the corner of the room like i love seeing it but uh after that what do we got i joined pyrexia for a short bit nice and that was that was my first branch of like ooh, this is what touring's like i love this shit and uh the tour was Cataclysm, Suffocation, Internal Bleeding, Jungle Rot, Pyrexia. Oh, and, and it was so much fun. We called it, it was the Carnival of Death tour. And uh, I called it Carnival of Friends because literally half the bill was Long Island people. So it was just fucking hilarious. Um, and that was kind of like my unintentional tryout for Suffo because at that moment, it was just like they kept it in the back of their heads, but it was like they, that was Ricky's first tour. And then I had joined in and Frank was there for fucking two weeks. He did the first two weeks of the Suffer run. Then Ricky took over. And I, I heard something that Frank said something to Derek of like, dude, this kid's from Long Island and he just joined Pyrexia and he's hitting all the stabs on Sermon of Mockery songs and all the, you know, System of the Animal songs. Like he's right here. Like, and then, mm-hmm. and, and that just kind of like went to the curbside and, you know, throughout history with whatever they had, whatever happened with them, Ricky wasn't in. I got the phone call the next day. Um, That was super fun for me. And Suffo runs, fuck man, my first tour, I remember them saying shit like, yeah, it's going to be fun. Don't worry about it. It's just, you know, we're we're thinking we might do some festivals, this, that, and the other. I'm like, all right, cool. At least I get a small break, small, smooth step into this. Direct support, Morbid Angel. How do you feel about that? I was like... (laughs) I'm going to cry. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Like, I was just like, this is going to be fucking insane. And so the guys I was just chilling with for band practice, they said they saw you on that tour and that you fucking killed it on that tour. So I <laughs> didn't you. see it, but I saw you on that Ozfest and you killed it on that one yeah. song or two songs you sang on that Joseph night. and I were there. I wish oh, I could have seen you for a full set, to be honest. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. It was, yep. dude, it was one of those moments that really, like, opened my eyes to fucking everything. And I was like, this is awesome. I did tours with Black Dahlia Murder. We did tour. We did the festival runs. We played with Decapitated. 
We played like those, just all those shows brought us, brought me at least into like the system. And I was like, I am never leaving this. I'd never want this to go away from my life. Um, I guess towards the end of my Suffo life, I, I left just because of just personal differences and just business, like our business decisions. I was just kind of like, all right, let me, let me figure out myself here. And then literally, I think I'm trying to think how long it took until like Wes hit me up. And I think that was maybe I think it was like a week, dude. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, a week. yeah, it was sure, short after. I'm pretty sure that you would, you Thaddeus told me about it like within a week of it happening. So. Yeah. And I have to shout out Dan Kenny because Dan Kenny will literally cut my head off if I say that it's not partially his responsibility for me being in this band. So he okay, calls, nice. he called me one time telling me he had a nightmare that I didn't give him credit. <laughs> <laughs> did he really so, say that? <laughs> I, love, I love him so much. Like, so you know, you get the, the FaceTime. I love it. No, but shout out. Love you, Dan. Definitely uh, sounds like Dan, dude. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. What does he have to do with it? No, he said that you asked him like, who's I could, he said it the best way. Cause you're not so quotable, but there are some things you can, I can quote you on it. Just being like, who's sick right now. Who's sick. Like you have <laughs> your like keywords. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah same is. thing. It's just like full circle. Dude. Yeah, There's the Cali sick. coming out. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it was just, it'll never leave you dude. Yeah. He said that he brought, he, he brought my name up and I think one other person's name, I don't know, but, but, but hey, who anyway, is sick right now, I got to ask who's sick right now. I fucking, are we asking, are we talking new bands or are we just flipping I'm, I'm the just script? asking who's sick right now. Like singers uh, or, I guess yeah, I don't know. because, because Thaddeus said me and Dan Kenny said me, I guess I'm sick right now. Okay. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I made it. I made the cut, but yeah, dude, it was, it was cool to, you know, I got a Facebook message out of the blue and I will say responsibly that I didn't know who S was. I never was into the circle of bands like the faceless and things at that time. Look, I was in the Suffo circle. I was listening to Gorgasm and I felt like my whole competition of finding the heaviest band. I found myself in the barrel of the bottom, putrid pile, insidious decrepitcy, decrepit birth. Like I'm just here now. Deeds of flesh. I'm fucking, I live here. And then when he hit me up about the, the, the alluvial stuff, he's like, Hey, I think I remember the Facebook message was very like, Hey, don't know if this is your thing. Please check it out. You know, vocals are sick. Check this out. I wonder if you'd be want to want to do this. So, and the yeah. first song I heard was Colony. And I was right out the gate. I was like, I try to judge and assume a band, right? Like within the first seconds, you know, take your elevator pitch of it. And it was very like, you know, right out the gate. I was like, oh, it's okay. It's a shreddy band. And then the next riff. I was like, okay. Like my whole scene turned on. What made you Wes want to? Because I remember the first album was is, is that it's fully instrumental, right? So you you basically wanted to bring in a singer. What made you want to do that? The first record was supposed to have vocals on it, and there uh, were okay. like a like uh, there's a handful of guys that I ended up uh, talking to and uh, trying out, and some of them <clears throat> some of them are were in some really killer bands and um nobody really got it i mean and I, i've said this 14 different times in different places but really the responsibility just came down to me like colony might be a cool song for vocals there's a handful of other ones but that first record's just got a whole bunch of long songs on it and uh it would be tough for anyone to just come into that and be like okay how am i gonna 
make it work over this mm -hmm. five and a half, six minute long song. So yeah. I, mean, I think I probably made that clear or I tried to make that clear to Kevin pretty quick. I was like, yo, I know that these songs are long and, and, and pretty meandering and I want to, to definitely not do that on this next one. So, um, like, uh, the, the thing with getting Kevin down here was, a a while just because I, uh, I wanted to, I had to get kind of tunes written and then there was, uh, you know, just being able to get him an idea of where I wanted, um, vocals to happen and like where uh like the the types of like rhythmic subdivision and phrasing that i wanted and once i sent him some stuff as like a guide track and then he sent me back a demo which was for uh die under like he sent it to me and i was just like oh yes you know what i mean <laughs> like uh it was it was one of those moments where i felt like because i mean dude truth be told i started this band in my underwear in my apartment in fresno in 2015 so like here we are like yeah four years later and i was like wow i finally have this and uh yeah it was it was it was very cool and um you know, like kevin said i think the first time that we ever met was in anaheim and both of us were drinking and I'm like so fucking embarrassed he well the thing <laughs> is is i don't think he remembers this too he was he remembers this too but back when i used to drink i would get kind of like wrestle and grab people and i I remember I was grabbing him and just kind of pinching him and shit like that. I think that's what I, I was like. All right. And I started like, uh, look at, look at me, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm a smaller guy. And Wes is here with his fucking mitts. And I think he was like, grab my shoulders at the bar when I was like, all right, all right. I'm like, I want to keep up, but I don't know what the fuck. And, and I think I just was hammered. And I just, I, I have a memory. We were outside with the guy. Was it from uh Arbon? Yeah. Yeah, and he was like introducing me and i have band, dude. dude i have a memory in my head of me just like you're here it was, it was elliot like, and Greg. yeah 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 i'm I just mean, running into him and hitting him and i'm like in my drunken memory in the morning i was like how did that end like <laughs> how, could that, how could that be a good thing in any scenario you know oh. i'm playing out all the the ways that could have like worked in my favor <laughs> yeah, yeah. well I, like, I mean dude yeah it was it was uh like that was you know, for the little bit of time that I did get to hang out with him, I felt like I, you know, like I got a pretty good feel of like him being a good hang and a good personality. So like, you know, if that's for, the answer, fuck's sake, that's like, I, I fell home. Uh, you know no, I, mean? I mean, dude, it was, it was, it was more like, it was just one of those things where I, I, I wanted to like, I wasn't very good at being a patient person for most of my life, but like probably the last four or five years have just exercised that patient muscles so hard that like i've gotten better at it and uh kevin getting kevin down here and like making it all work for that was like uh a big exercise in that but i'm really glad that uh i mean i couldn't be happier with the way like things are so um the the way that uh, I forget what the original question was. Every once in a while, I kind of I, I peter off, and I, okay. I think it was just how we got together. When did you message oh. me, and whatever else? Yeah, um, um, but yeah, I mean, it was probably from that message. It was probably an actual year before he actually we actually got him to Atlanta. You know, yeah, to, to come down here. But um, yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, 
I felt like it's been we an got interesting a ride. bunch done. I felt like I felt like we flew Kevin here. He was here for two weeks, and we got a bunch done. And then it was like he recorded vocals over demos, which were final arranged songs that I had to go and retrack, like guitar for real, like guitar and bass and everything on. So like I felt like I got all this shit done, and at the time we were. It's not like I I don't think that either of us felt that a record deal was out of reach, but more that like we weren't sure what a record deal would look like for a fledgling sort of extreme metal band like us. I mean, dude, like some of my friends and the types, I don't I I don't I shouldn't do that because I don't we feel like I don't want to be couldn't skate and we wanted to be like, should we send the sponsor tape? Like, does it look good? I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. like we were just down, like in our conversations, like we could self-release it and we were both almost there. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, we pitched it to this one and now this yeah. one wants it. And now this one, hold on. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it worked out. It worked out like, again, I think that the label thing in the, in them, you know, there's probably a pretty strong vetting process that they go through to kind of like feel out. They don't ask the direct questions, but I mean, I imagine when they're sizing up a band and whether or not they want to sign, they want to figure out what, like, are these dudes stable people? Can they tour? Are they good? Like, are, are they going to be able to like handle the responsibility of, of like, you know, making their business grow and stuff like that. And uh, I had a great, conversation with monty connor and like from that conversation to like when we first initiated the deal like that part happened pretty quick working out like some of the stuff with the deal took like i don't know probably what would you say like six months but uh it felt like a fucking blink honestly oh dude yeah right you were asking me about it all the time kev was like any news dude like, it was like any new stuff? Oh, like, but like think about what we're talking about here we were just like yeah Bandcamp is a cool option now we're like on the yeah, front yeah. with rob zombie on same release day of our single i'm just like what the fuck just happened <laughs> like you know like i think I, also I, too yeah, like yeah. wes you're also i think wes is also downplaying like i i went to nam and i i i found you because like I went and watched your your ESP or not ESP, sorry. Seymour Duncan. Uh, Seymour Duncan fucking uh thing. And I was like sitting there like videotaping it with like with like I was like, dude, I'm gonna I wanna watch Wes play. I wanna watch like you were part of my my you know what I, my stops in Nam. Like that was like your guitar playing to me is like literally you're one of my favorite guitar players right now. Like I I don't wanna you know, I'm not here to blow smoke, but Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> it's like, fucking true. He tells us all fucking, the time he likes you. <laughs> I know, I literally no, I tell him, him all the time. He tells us every he hasn't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 seriously. No, like your your mixture of like the dime bag with the kind of jazzy, I don't know, like all is. the things that you're like you're mixing in and your your fucking big dick vibrato. That's like you know the fucking your vibrato is fucking ridiculous, man. Like it's like you and that dude Brandon Ellis is like pretty much like my favorite. Like when I see the vibrato, I'm like Jesus, like calm the fuck down, man. bro. I tell me about it though. Thanks. I, I, this video. I, 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 I thanks, thanks, and also thanks for like I mean, I, I brand Brandon's. I'm a big fan of his well so the fact that totally. he played on a record obviously but the fact that yeah. you, that like you're you're you think that he and I are like uh you know your favorite right now and I'm in that classification that that's cool I appreciate it. no man I mean it's like I feel like you have this like the underground guitar community like they've, they've seen your fucking videos on 
YouTube and they're like, what the fuck is this alien? Because I mean, I've toured with, you know, the faceless and all, I've done, I've done a lot of stuff and I, Michael Keane's amazing and Steve Jones and all, like all these uh, Tosins and all this stuff, but like just the, the smoothness in which you play, like, it's like a, it's like a very cohesive smoothness that you have that like, is I don't, I can't really, for nowadays, there's not really anyone I can really compare it to. Like, it's really... Like, and, and they're I'm not catchy like, tunes too, dude. They're yeah, and now catchy. you're fucking. Now you're fucking. So I was gonna ask you about this because we were talking about singers and stuff. So you, the, your number one Spotify song, you're singing on. So is that something that like have you ever dabbled with that, or is that something you just said fuck it, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a shot, or you, you know, because it has kind of like a. I, I actually first heard it and I thought it was Mastodon. I'm not lying. But uh, uh, that's, the, the singing, I get that feel too. We're like, go journey. A lot of people say that. A lot of, there's no, a lot of different names. I hear, uh, bands what's the name it's from very Mastodon, similar to the bass player who sings in Mastodon. That's not like the same that's kind that's of tone name. in his voice. Same yeah. Thing. Um, I got that a little bit of that, but like with a little bit of rasp and like a, it's definitely different, but it's um, it has that kind of like, I don't know. When did you get like the fucking idea or did you already knew you, you knew you were going to, you can sing already or did you just go for it or what did you do? Yeah, I guess I'm saying my whole life really but not in a way where i ever felt like it was something that i was going to do in a band but uh like when it comes to pretty much everything in this band it's been this exercise in kind of figuring out what it is that i can do and you know like me and kevin and i guess tim and matt talk about this a lot of times like when you grow up and you kind of get bit you know by whatever band dvd or whatever pair of records or series of records that made you want to fucking do this and like you know totally. like put your hierarchy of needs way lower than the you know the object of playing music and stuff you know like be, yep. be a crazy person um I'm still there there's these yeah i mean <laughs> I here, left. I am. here i am <laughs> yeah yeah but uh um, do it get in the van the uh the the thing about it is like you know that weird sort of like everyone has it when you're in high school and you have this romanticism about being mm -hmm. in a band with your fucking best boys and you're just gonna go out there and kick ass and all that other shit i feel like we actually finally have that in this band right now Fuck yeah. and um Fuck that's yeah. something that i killer that i will <laughs> that i will do the best is everything that i can to keep that intact and um you know like i guess for for as long as i've been doing this now you know what i mean like one of the things that i see a lot one of the things that i see people say a lot whether it's uh, you know on some video of which there there you know aren't a ton or whatever people say that i'm underrated and like here's the thing i i, I it's strange to me because like dude I think people say, you know, more nice stuff about me than I'd anticipated. But the other part of this is, is I've never like up until very recently, have I ever been comfortable with being like uh, a, a dude who was going to be somewhat of a, a face for a band? You know what I mean? That's like, what uh, you get for shredding, man. Well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Like uh, there, there are just no shortage of of dudes out there who who have youtube channels where they review gear and fucking and and mime to their videos and yeah, all yeah. kinds of horse shit like that that is really kind of just like clouded the 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 
the space for sort of people making art and like you just you know, define music <laughs> the one thing that i am grateful for is that i'm very rarely if ever compared to those types of dudes so i would yeah. rather i would rather be underrated than people go like oh you're like that youtube guy and i like because yeah. that shit would just yeah. make my penis crawl right up inside yeah, but you know like, what you gotta listen to you know what you gotta understand though i and you know i'll shout out to mike caputo from rings of saturn yeah. but like he said the best thing he hangs out in my twitch streams and he said the best thing because i bitch and moan about bands or like the sounds of what's coming out nowadays so often and he said the best thing that kind of like still to this day puts ease to my brain he's like bro look at it this way everyone listens to music like maybe a percentage of them are musicians so it's just understanding like people like want tiktok videos of a guy going gig, 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 with open notes and like whoa this guy's insane you know but there's not yeah. like that understanding of what really goes down and like for someone like us you, you have the fucking you like watching if i'm in the band and i nerd out now like but it's like watching your playthrough video with your bends how like mathematically you hit the yeah. same fuck like i want you to look at your your neck and look at if the scratch stops at the same spot every time with that string <laughs> you oh, know yeah yeah i mean yeah that that is like you know when it comes to when it comes to just the the all i guess you know the 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 kind things that you've said kind things that anyone's saying like dude i'm a fucking late bloomer like i had a i had um you know, like I had a, a job throughout my twenties that kind of like prevented me from being able to go like all chips in on music. And then, um, yeah, when, but you jumped over everybody now, but when, no, but I mean, it's been, it's been one of those slow things because like I, I've had to, I also had to sort of change the way I viewed making content it's such a terrible word I, I hate the word so much look i spent four hundred dollars on a fucking internet. lens for content i, I get you it you guys are making content right now too it's you're not content of... with content right right well but what i meant what i, out. What I mean by that is like i was there was a time where i i personally there was a time and I'm, I'm just being honest i mean i'm gonna sound very stupid but there was a time especially when i put that first record out that like i very foolishly believed that i would be able to get people to participate in the music without me making any videos of me playing the shit because i was like man i don't want to do that because like there's just a slew of motherfuckers on youtube who are you know doing um you know mimed ass playthroughs and stuff yeah. i don't want to be in league with that but the what i had to change my attitude about that was was that like all I'm doing is just like all I'm doing is just showing people what they like. Like I'm just giving them something to look at to help them participate in the, the like to like it, it's giving them something to participate in, and that's the what I've had to change yeah. you on for it. And like, um, but but and, real can tell real though. That's the difference. Is that yeah. like what we're doing here? The reason why we're asked to do this is because they realize that you are not just miming. You actually have something to show and people that even mime are asking you how to do what you do. I mean, fuck. Mm. Like there's, I mean, like forget about videos. <laughs> no, like, I know, but forget about it. videos. Like there are bands that go out there 
and oh, they should have their fucking that like they they, they go out there and they're they're not playing anything. The laptop, no, you just put dot mp3 have, at the end of the band. They should put <laughs> their fucking laptop in their band photos. And <laughs> I think that like that part of it, dude, yeah. like it was that part of it that like that sounds easy. Can I get oh, it? It's so good. Yeah. So good. It, it kind of made me go like and not in a not in like a weird like this is why we're in a band together guys not not in like a weird like oh i'm special kind of way but i was just like dude if this is what it is now i don't yeah. know if i want to make content in general i would just prefer to like be a dude who is is content to like just sit there and get better at music because that's what i care about and i can't yeah. i can't but then you know at this point now where here we are we monty connor signed us and we're you know like a fledgling metal band like who you know put out a record during covid and it fucking we sold 1300 records first week which is great i mean in loud days i mean you could sell 1300 records and get in the billboard top 200 so like you know like <laughs> it was it's one of those things where i was like well since we can't go out and play and be real right now the best thing i could do is just like share my passion for this music by playing it and that's yeah. what i've had to change my view on for it and i'm sure kevin feels similarly because he's 110 percent the same he, because he's because he started to do a lot of this vocal stuff on his stream and it's like while he might have been uncomfortable with that before we're both just realizing like yo this is what we have right now this yeah is it's the closest thing people to i got people it. sending me emojis of them moshing i can't even fucking see a kid hit anybody you know like it feels <laughs> weird it's sick that there's an emoji for moshing dude. yes yeah shout out matt heafy for fucking having it he has the nice. circle pit one so i'm like spam your circle pits and he's just... <laughs> that's sick i just want to i wanted to say that 40 stories has been stuck in my head for like a month now dude like straight <laughs> up thanks man i mean that's pretty cool i think that we uh, I don't know if Kevin told you this, but that was not gonna, that was originally going to be an instrumental song. And it was like two weeks before we turned the record in that we went and did the vocals on that. So, like, the fact that it's become, I don't want to say a cool victory. Yeah. I don't mean, I, but the Someone, fact that it's become my friend called before. it an anthem. It's an anthem at this point, dude. I swear <laughs> to God. It's an anthem. Yep. I mean, the thing that's tricky about it is like, uh, you know, like, when I when I was fucking sitting there and like uh, recording this and like came up with that whole kind of like Soviet prison kind of sounding. Yeah. That's such a good description. I didn't think that it was going to be a song, a, a riff that I was going to have to sing over. So I'm working on it like every single day now. I'm just all like. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, like. That's the other part of it too. Like back when I said with this this band being this thing. Dude, that, feel uh, free to plug in if you want, man. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah. I have been down here teaching. Unplugged. For, I, I I've mean, been teaching for nine hours, so like God. I like and I went immediately into this, so like I I I turned all my shit off. But uh, yeah. the uh, the That's thing bad. is like what what I'm saying with that is like like to to punctuate what I'm saying about like this band has been an exercise in realizing what I can do. That's a, that's a great example. Like if I thought like, Oh, even fucking however long it was ago when we did those videos, I mean like the music videos, I don't know if you can see, but like when I'm singing, I definitely am not playing. Yeah. You're playing that. You're playing that one chord. 
Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, saw I that. couldn't even pretend, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, dude, it was so yeah. cold. Yeah, well, I do. I wouldn't even want him to play the riff. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another thing about it was that. like twenty degrees outside, and we're just like, fuck. I didn't take my gloves off for it. I was like, fuck that. And these things yeah, we really, that's hard to do. That's hard to do like any kind of singing things with no mic too. Like you got to do like oh, it was especially awkward. with with you, like you know, because you're like a front man with the mic, and you got to like <laughs> have your hands free now. Go like. Yeah, yeah. I was in a hip hop video that night. I was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I always thought if we ever did a music video, I would have to have a microphone. It would feel weird. Yeah, I that, brought you know? I brought all sorts brought of shit. One. He brought one, but I didn't. And then I and and I was just like, Yeah, I'm just gonna like sing into the the forest and he was like god damn it and like uh, <laughs> he's like it's all about the breath you can eat the breath and the, and then dude how much of the breath really ca- came to the video i mean we got a few segments that you was got one that clip <laughs> that was the thing it was so cold but like so what we figured cold. out is like you need to have a certain level of humidity to make the 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 steam thing happen so like uh we wanted to like go like oh and it was just like fucking fog and then when we got there and it's fucking pitch black and cold, we're like, <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was just <laughs> like, that really, would have been smarter. This sweet, this sweet lady, she had this ranch and like, uh, like she was like, they had like a, like a guest house that, uh, they would let us. It was an go. alpaca farm, bro. Oh, yeah. There, were, there, there was this guest house. There was this guest house up there that like, they would kind of let us go and get warm in, but where we were shooting was like a fucking quarter mile away from the house. So it was like, you know, it was, it, we were just basically frozen the whole time, but uh, right Got up chased by house, turkeys. right up near the house. Yeah. There was like 30 of these alpacas, which like, I don't know if you know what those are, but they look mm-hmm. like llamas, but They're they have like, little, llama, yeah. they look like flat tops, you know, with llamas <laughs> and, um, <laughs> They're, they're dramas from the 80s yeah <laughs> yeah 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 uh but they uh like those things were c- content to be in that 28 25 degree weather i mean like they, they they didn't bat an eye they were just like sleeping in it you know which made yeah. me realize like made me realize crazy steam coming out of their nostrils and shit yeah so, <laughs> those so turkeys were pricks though I hated those fucking turkeys. Yeah, the... turkeys are pricks no matter where they're at, dude. <laughs> I got chased by one, and I was yeah, like, "I'm staying inside until it's time dinosaur. to shoot." It's a dinosaur, pretty much, you know. Like yeah. they, had that, they had the uh, like those weird, like it looks like they have those big, like kind of multicolored scrotums, like around their face. And <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Multicolored <laughs> scrotums, like multiple multicolored scrotums. Yeah, they're like pink and blue yeah. and red and stuff. The goblins, crazy. Hated it. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> fucking, uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm super grateful. And like, uh, you know, in the time frame that we've been a band that's brought a record to market, like we've been lucky enough to get three tours on the books right now. That like, uh, and and get booking agents in Europe and and um, and in the U.S. Which I didn't know what to expect because I mean, right now, like it'd be tough for any booking agent to want to take on a new band because they want to go put, they want to like, they, they don't want to develop a new band. They want to be able to go and put asses in seats and make money. Make money. So like, mm-hmm. it's been, uh, it's been something that I was been really grateful. I mean, you can ask Kevin, you can ask, and, and, and I don't do this to be just 
blanketedly negative but you can ask kevin i'm always just like well you know we'll i guess we'll see what happens man oh and kevin's and kevin's always the like the one who's like it's gonna be fucking great man like shit just gonna <laughs> yeah, go. yeah. Like, Wait, we're God, gonna get this and that <laughs> i'm always the one who's like i'm always the one who's like well we'll kind of see you know like, we'll yeah. yeah and then he gets a drunk call for me at 2 a.m like bro my brain's exploded. Look at the fucking truck. <laughs> look at this. Who look? You know who's messaging me right? Like just like I'll give him all my. It sounds like Bobby shit. was talking and you didn't fucking <laughs> call dude, him in. Fucking dude. crazy idiot, dude. It's fucking insane. <laughs> you won't leave me alone. Everybody loves it. Tell him. That's <laughs> what it is, though. It's how I feel, dude. I went to a party the other day and I was freaking out because I walk in the door. I didn't expect to know anybody, and it, I was hanging out with actually Trevor from Black Dahlia, and it was Alex's from Fallujah's birthday party. And and all, I walked in, I was like, hey, what's up, man? Fist bumps. And then Trevor was just super fucking kind to me. He's like, dude, how's it feel to have like the best record out right now? I was like, stop, yeah. stop. Seriously. Like, I was just like, and I and like, you know, I'm trying to continue a conversation and smiling like a fucking kid while I'm trying to like just drink beers and talk about nothing. Like, and I'm just like, I'll be right back. And I call Wes, I'm like, Dude, I'm having the best fucking time right now. Everything is great. Everything is fucking awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm like his. I'm like the positive vocal coach that I can't help but not be at this moment. Because, like, dude, I come from a place where it's like, you know, I didn't know. I, I, I I'm eternally grateful for this band because, again, once I left Suffo, I like the realization hit that I was like, I'm. What if I don't tour again? I'm gonna be fucking miserable. You know. And now that this band is not only taking off in a way that I couldn't be more grateful for, but it's turning into something more than. Like right now we're talking about tours and stuff that like some of the stuff we have like on paper is fucking stupid. Like it might, yeah. it, it's great. I'm saying stupid as like, I can't believe what I'm seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. and That's I am, good. I can't wait you for next year East to happen. Lingo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah got your vibe, dude. I knew. <laughs> <dumb>. <laughs> you know, no, I, th like, I think this album like literally has the same, uh, the uh, resonates of like what, you know, let's say like rivers of Nile did with a, a home. Like that was like, yeah. no one really saw that coming and they just like fucking, all of a sudden they're fucking headlining and like two tours they're like yeah it's great you know, it's like it's, it's or like uh shadows of shadows of intent or something like that yeah. like it's got it's got it's in the same kind of realm of like it's it's gonna it's only place to go is up there's not really like yeah i mean but this is what's funny is that we were talking earlier like when we said about oh we didn't know if it was good for the label and this and the other our brains are in such a different place than like the perception it's received and that's why even till now talking to you guys about it, talking about on other podcasts about it. We just like, we're, we're both, I'm bringing it back to you, Wes. Like, like we're the kids in high school. We're going like, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> this is sick. That's, I mean, the weirdest thing you know? too, weirdest thing too. I remember being in decrepit and like doing uh, when polarity came out, I literally would just go into fucking like uh, bookshops and just pull up metal magazines and there'd be full spreads of me drawn as like fucking Dude. cartoons and shit yeah and, like all this crazy i had no idea this was going to be put out there like full page thing of like me like cutting a guy with like a chainsaw <laughs> and like everyone's like, like drawn as like a zombie cartoon and i'm like yeah i literally had no idea this was going to be here like I, it you hits know, you like, it hits you in the best way possible because you're just totally. like that you didn't know that was even going to be a thing and now that it's like a normal thing it's yeah, not even yeah. that it happened it's that it's becoming a norm and you're just yeah. like what the fuck is happening right now you know <laughs> yeah. so that's yeah. how i feel with this band and i'm i'm cheersing to you i i, I know i saw you guys drinking beers you guys yeah, are bad dude, influence. I mean, yeah yeah cheers. Um, cheers man thank you guys for for having us on and uh oh yeah thank you for oh, yeah, fucking, like uh i mean you know i i like 
as, as often as I can for anyone who is checking out this podcast and who bought the record and told their friends about it. Thank you too, because like Jesus Christ, I know, I know that it's tough to take a minute to get into any new band these days, you know what I mean? Because there's yep. seven, you could pick and you could pick up a dead animal and swing it and hit like seven hundred new bands. <laughs> and I'm have you guys heard glad. about mighty bands, by the way? No, I'm just <laughs> it's not a ball; it's a dead animal. <laughs> uh, I definitely imagine like a fucking cat, dude. Just well, can I can I ask about uh, getting uh, Matt in the band? Because I played his first. So when he joined the Zenith Passage, I was on his first show with that band. And I was like, this guy is fucking amazing. And then I haven't talked to him really since then. But to see him join Alluvial, I'm like, finally, he got a band he deserves. Like, finally, he broke big or whatever. Like, I'm just so stoked for him. But I haven't really heard the story of how it actually happened. So well, we'll, tell, s- we'll tell him your thanks when we send it to his programming, because that guy's a fucking robot. And he he's just so good at drums watching him play like. Wes, how how good did we feel when he sent us the playthrough video? He's like, hey, do you guys like this? Is this good? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, dude, people are going to be scared of you now. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, he is a dude who uh, I've, I've been aware of for a while. And, like, I just kind of stayed in touch with him um, over, like, the last few years because um, – he wasn't really he he wasn't really doing much other than working on music with Ajion, kind of going back and forth between Indiana and um, you know like uh, I just I asked him you know because there was a while he he said that he kind of just took like a break from uh, playing and also the idea of playing and doing it in a in a band just because of how how up and down and tumultuous uh, like this stuff is, and I guess with the the particular people that he was playing with at the time, not the Ajion guys, but um, the other guys. And he was just like, uh, I was just like, well, I'm kind of in the beginning stages. This is before I'd talked to Monty or anyone. And I was just like, I'm kind of going here and, you know, I really like, I, I like you a lot as a dude. And I, of course, really, really love your playing. And like, I would, you know, I'll, I'll let you know as things develop, but would you want to play together? And he, you know, like, I don't know if he was like, Oh yeah, man. I mean, that would just be, that would be, that would be great. I would love to play. And like, <laughs> and, uh, and like, that's him. That's, that's just like, he's just such a, a loving guy. And I mean, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm super grateful to be able to play with him. And uh, that's pretty much, it as far as Tim goes, um, I met Tim from Travis. Uh, Travis Levere, he plays. Uh, he he played in Entheos for a little while. He, he used to play in a band called Scale the Summit. He's been with. Uh, he's been with. He's play. He's just. He used to be in a band called Into the Moat. Travis has actually been around. I remember Into the Moat. Fucking sick, yeah. dude. Yeah. Travis yeah. has been at it for a while. Um, and uh, great guitar player too. And he was. He's always just kind of told me about Tim and when I was looking for bass players, I mean, there was literally like a while in the morning because I have this kind of morning ritual, like I'll wake up at like six and I make coffee and I sit out in the patio and because I have like a pretty bad short term memory, I have a, my notes on my iPhone is just full of shit. I'm like, do this thing. Or I thought about a thing. So I'll like review that. And it was just for a while. I was like, man, who am I going to find to play bass? And uh, 
all of a sudden it just popped into my head one morning. I was like, what about Tim? Because I knew he was a really great guitar player too, but I was just like, he lives in Texas, so like flights wouldn't be that crazy. And then um, I was like, and he's also just really good. So I hit up Travis and I was like, is Tim like still playing music, you know, because he had left Entheos. And I was like, is he, is he still doing stuff? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, he's real good, right? And he was like, yeah, he's kind of good at everything. Um, you know, like, like audio along with playing and, um, you know, that was one of the biggest things is like being able to have someone who's just got like, you know, like, this band isn't the fastest fucking thing in the world. You know what I mean? It's not like, we'll get there. it's not like we're fucking spawn <laughs> a possession or whatever, but like everything just has to be played with a level of power and conviction and just like a real competent sort of like rhythmic subdivision you know like the like stuff and um you know i that's important to me especially for bass because i i I, i'm a very big fan of like really well played bass and like yeah and by that like i mean like just it's played like it doesn't need to be like the you know pseudo intellectual like oh look at me tapping on my bass shit like i'm talking (laughs) about like just a motherfucker who plays bass really like just with just, just holding that holding a that lot rhythm of, like, bro they play it real stern you know and like you want to imagine pocket. big mitts but then when you watch the video you're like he's just new he's going you know you're like yeah okay. and i mean i knew that tim uh you know he's a great guitar player i don't know if you know that about like have you ever seen tim play guitar he's really great at guitar is he have, has he, is there any projects that he did play guitar in he has a band called agamemnon i think it's like some dudes from texas that he's played with for a long time um and uh like you know he can play a lot of lead guitar and shit like that and just a great riffer but um you know he like it's it's that thing about him having a really good prowess at guitar that i think makes him like a fucking really killer bass player too you know so um i mean and like the other thing that you know like for the most part it's so far the the criteria for playing bass in this band is like really just playing being a really solid pick player but tim has like a lot of good like you know traditional sort of bass player etiquette with like finger tone and stuff and like dude sounds like uh, a pick half the time so i mean i i'm looking forward to getting into that because i dude truth be told i i don't know if you can tell when you listen to our record but i want the bass to be as loud as the guitars you know i mean like i want it to be like as present mm-hmm. as the guitars are. So, I mean, and, and I would also, of course, love to have that happen live and, I, and, and Tim is good enough to be able to make that happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, fuck. The only thing is that I can say that is a benefit right now, you know, of us just kind of sitting here and um, getting our affairs in order to go and be able to play is A, None of us are have rich parents, so we're saving money for a band and all that other shit. And also, like, you know, um, I think I mentioned, like, you know, since I haven't been drinking, I've also just been, like, going back to the gym and I've been seeing a trainer and a nutritionist. So by the time we can go be able to, we can go play, I'll be, like, much healthier and I'll be able that's to. A good, that's I just want to go and do. just, nice. I, I just want to be able to go out there and just make it all count all the time because i mean dude here we are like i mean all all of us have done our share of just like touring and 
drinking because mm. the experience sucks and I just like I and and that that that's something that I can't do anymore. Yeah, yeah. dude, we're getting I older. Think at- drinking drinking is super fun and I was really good at it. But, I'm doing uh, like a once a week rule. I did it when I was in Suffolk. It's basically I, I, these things for me, dude. These podcasts, you know, I <laughs> I barely really drink throughout yeah, the week, start of my week know, for just, drinking. I usually drink through Saturday, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, it, I mean, but the thing is, that's what I mean, I'm doing on the weekend. But really, it's like yeah, the week. Also, a single newer single man, one. like I'm trying to go out there and have fun and stuff like dude, that. So I'm no guy. It's like life. I'm not gonna drink until I bump into you. I'm like. Get the bottle out. Let's go. I'm so gl- I'm not, fucking I mean, so glad you're in fucking New York, dude. We would yeah, being yeah. ready for. I mean, dude, together. preparing your body for well, touring. You preparing your body for touring is a, a a thing that I think that most people should think about now. Wes, and just like, be ready to catch me on the first show. <laughs> you don't want to be coming home a zombie. You want to feel like just for being you know, out of shape. You, yeah. you handled it, you know. Well, yeah, just can't drink like that. And also the other part of it is, too, is like, you know, given the opportunities that we've gotten and the way things like people have participated in the band so far, I want to go out there and play real good, dude. And like, I mean, I don't really want to like, like. There are some bigger bands that I got into, like, you know, in my very early 20s that I was like, man, like I got into their records and I was like, dude this band is sick and like i you know got all chips in but merch bought everything told all my friends about them and then went and saw them and they just didn't play good and i was like huh that was weird (laughs) they were drunk (laughs) and this is before like i was really kind of like switched on about how you know like the 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 methods of editing with with records and stuff like that and then i saw them again supporting another big band and i was like man that sounded like shit too and then I saw him a third time and I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm, uh, my chips are off the table. And I don't want anyone to ever do that for us. I don't ever want to give like that experience that I had with being like all chips in on that band and then getting disappointed three times. I don't want people to do that for us because I mean, dude, it, like if, if people you're if you're able to capture people's imagination in this day and age with your music, it's pretty fucking, you're lucky to do so. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to go out there and just be real, real good for everyone. And, you know, as good as we can be. And, uh, you know, cause like God knows, I mean, we, we, a lot of us, if me and Kevin and, and everyone's kind of eaten a lot of shit to get to this point. So we might as well treat it with the most respect that we can, you know? Hell yeah, dude. Like I, I do this funny thing on Twitch where, when I'm in my asshole mode where someone like, cause sometimes I'll open it up to song requests for the viewers to be like, I'm just going to, they can type in a YouTube song. Like they can literally type song name and uh, artist name and it'll scrub uh, YouTube and just start playing my ears. And then I'll make it like 20 seconds. And I was like, next, next. <laughs> or, and then someone will be like, no, this band's sick. I was like, okay, okay. Live test. And I bring it up on YouTube and I pull up their live set. And it's just like, the fucking kicks are <laughs> the popcorn kicks and the vocals are way loud. It's just like popcorn. Y- kicks. You still, yeah. You still like <laughs> this? You still like this? <laughs> I love how popcorn has lasted through the ages, dude. That, that was before my time and it, it is still here today. I had popcorn, heard of it before this shoe, podcast. Shoes in the dryer is another good one. You know? <laughs> shoes in the dryer, dude. 
Oh, the triggers, dude. It's just the triggers. Mm-mm. I'd no, rather I... have popcorn than shoes in the dryer, dude. Yeah, shoes, shoes in the dryer. dryer. It's, like... it's longer and it has conviction. Shoes in the dryer. Like the D on the dryer. Because if you sit and <laughs> listen to popcorn, you actually, it gets pretty consistent in the middle and it starts to die off. So <laughs> I have a couple of fan questions from uh, the preview of the episode, the promo, and, and I just wanted to make sure we got to them. Oh, hell yeah. So uh, this is a question. With all the members' prior previous, sorry, prior professional experience, what is the most valuable lessons they have brought to the table to get Alluvial off on the right foot? And what advice they would pass on to bands trying to level up? Damn. I think I'm confused on the first part. Uh, most valuable lessons you've brought to Alluvial based on your prior oh, okay. professional experience. It was, that's kind of weird wording i can see why it's yeah I, it, it was like two questions you brought so did like you three. teach those lessons or did you yeah. get lessons well it's it's the lessons we learned what did we learn to bring to alluvial is what i'm gathering yeah okay. I go that's that. not right yeah okay what would you uh, would go, i would go with that one i mean like i think west was touching it earlier is just patience learning patience but also understanding what like bounds is to the <laughs> How about this? So I've toured with a bunch of bands in my life and everyone has different personality traits. Everyone has their own methods of madness. Dude, I found this out in the first time we got together as Alluvial and we were talking to Matt, we were talking to Tim and we have our poisons, you know, some of us like green, some of us like booze, some of us like yoga, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's just like respecting each other's boundaries and respecting each other's like things where I've been in bands where it's just like, you can't be yourself. You can't be comfortable. You can't like, um, I guess just like feel like you're like you're on stage 40 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. You have to be able to get off that stage, get back to your van bandwagon bus and be able to feel like you're with your boys, you're with your brothers, you're with your family. And like, you can literally coexist and make sure that your interests are all in the same basket because otherwise one guy's in it for the fame, one guy's in it for the money, one guy's in it for the clout, one guy's in it for, you know, like make sure your whole fucking interest is in one place. You know, make sure everyone's in it to like grow, make sure everyone's in it to be better at what they do in the band. Make sure they're, you know, I feel like that, like, I don't know how to even ask that as a starting band, but I think you just know when you know. And I think that's what Alluvial has. And that's the thing that I grow appreciative every day that like in our group chat, it's like, all right, this is what's going on, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Da, da, da. And like, Tim is good with the audio stuff. Matt's good with video stuff. I do video stuff. And like, at the end, we're all like fighting for the same goal. And then at the end, we're like, all right, love you guys. Love you, dude. Love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's oh, just like, we pers- have it. It's there. It's a low percentage to have that, dude. It's very rare. And you, you have know? to like kind of fight that. And especially like, you know, Living what you were saying earlier together for a month is where it really goes down, dude. Yeah. I think that's where like, even when we had a uh, Trevor from Black Dolly on, He's just talking about like, well, you can find like people to play your shit, like especially like when, you know, people leave and stuff like that. You can find a million people to play your shit. But like, are they going to be cohesive on the road with you? Are they going to be a That's brother the on part. the road? And are they going to make it fucking fun for you? Or are they going to fucking make it something terrible for you? Yeah, basically. That's like literally almost like I would almost like take away some like playing ability for like a cool person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's a, it's like, like I don't care if you flub your notes. A third of the time, as long as like, I don't hate you and want to strangle you by the end of this, 
And then totally. we, it's like, you, you got another 30 days around the corner. You ready to do that again? You know, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. but that's, that's, it's taxing. You want to make sure that you're not going to end up hating what you love. That's the totally. crazy bit is that it could totally. take you away from it. And I think, uh, that's a huge one for me. Everybody should like, be thinking about everybody else. Right. It's, that's what it that, is. it's a band. Yeah. It's a band yeah. of men or women. Decisions should be made involving everybody. Yeah. Hold on. So back when I started this with Wes, what was the, what's the cat? What's the quote you can think of right now that you think I'm saying? Spots on spotlights on you. <laughs> so I was like, what was the first, what was the first big catchphrase you can think of that we started saying to each other? It's okay. If you don't get it, we're know. married. We're married. Oh, that's yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. yeah it was one of those things. We're where fucking married like, now, bro. I was, I was trying to tell him cause I was like, if we're going to do this, like we're going to go and sign a record deal and all that other stuff. Like, like it's like a marriage license. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah, got yeah. to kind of like, we got to kind of pretend that we're married and yeah. Um, yeah. Don't like, pretend baby. <laughs> where's my, where's my odious mortem ring, dude. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, yeah. I mean, no prenup. I, I, I agree with pretty much all that that Kevin said. I guess the only thing I would add is that, um, If guys are in multiple bands, there it's polygamous. Uh, I mean, uh, we have an open relationship. If that's the case, there's um, <laughs> there's this. Oh, fuck, I don't like. I have to be careful with the way I want, I'm saying this because, like, you know, I, I don't want to sound preachy, but like, if you are gonna try to, like, say you don't have rich parents, right? You know what I mean? You don't have the ability to just kind of go out and tour and just like take hits and they don't matter because you've got a soft place to land and everything like that. Like, you know, if you're really just going to try to like build this into a thing where you can continue to go out and play your art to anyone who, who, can, who cares, you know, like try to, for the most part, if, tr tr party it's fine you know what i mean but like dude you aren't gonna make enough money for a long time to to afford to be to to party irresponsibly like you're you're like you it would it would behoove you if you want to be on top of your shit to get up every morning and count your merch and fucking make sure that you like your axle on your trailer is greased and shit oh like, yeah like, you gotta treat it like a real up, job if you stayed up and just did a bunch of cocaine with some some guy who has one eye at the riot room which, <laughs> which i wouldn't know anything about and, and uh and you it's and you totally fucking, not specific. you gotta drive to fucking denver the next day and like uh yeah. you haven't slept and you have to play also and you're you know mm, what i mean like dude, dude I cannot don't imagine the next that. day of that drug and being <laughs> able to play that night yeah, yeah fuck yeah. that I would don't not be stoked because I lost all my serotonin the night before. <laughs> yeah. Don't try, try not to do that. And again, I'm not trying to be preachy because look, dude, there's people, there are SoundCloud rappers. People that could that totally rock more that. More money than the entire genre of metal combined in a year. And they do plenty of drugs, you know? Yeah, yeah but they have like, drivers. They have crew that drag them yeah, on stage. Yeah. It's different. That's what I'm saying though. You, you like, if you, maybe, maybe if you want to do a lot of that partying, don't play heavy metal. Be. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those things like, like, I guess even what I was starting to say before is like with, even when I was in Suffolk, 
like everyone was partying, everyone was doing their thing, which I don't discredit. Do your thing, but make sure you're up tomorrow. Let's yeah. get up maybe at 11 and not three, you know, like, like you can sleep. Think about this as the best job ever. If you really wanted to make this as like a job, think about the times you counted money out of a drawer that all the money isn't yours, you know, like mm -hmm. convert that into the energy of like, you know what? I am going to get up a little early and do a merch count and make sure everything is up to date for tomorrow. You know, like spend the extra fucking 20 minutes Mentally an hour punching your card, dude. Yeah, dude, literally punching your card and like, you're just there and you'll just have a better experience. You'll look better as a band. Because when you have your shit together, other bands pay note to that. So that way, you know, when they want to bring you back out again, you know, all that shit matters. Um, yeah, but, you know, you can make all your best favorite memories getting fucked up with your friends. Like all these bands, dude, like uh, everyone we know at Damn, we're all hammered. There's a time and place, you know, on the road. Those people take note when you see those people stick, keeping their fucking shit straight, you know? Yeah, yeah. I used to straight up like, you know, it's funny. It's funny because like as I pour a drink. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy is just always been since I've known him, been that dude who like doesn't hang. And as soon as he is fucking done playing 13 minutes later, he's walking out of the back, talking to his girl and gets like after he just showered and he's going on his bus and doing his thing. And I remember thinking for a long time, I mean, I, I love Tommy, like I, but like, I remember thinking at the time, I still haven't had the chance to tell him this in person, but I was going like, man, what a bummer. He's not hanging out. Like, like, why would you want, want I want to hang out. And I totally fucking get it now. I'm 38 and like, um, I'm probably going to do the same thing. I mean, otherwise I'm not going to have a bunk to go back to at least for a while. I'm going to be going back to the van, but like, <coughs> I hope you sleeping next to me though. You know, so I'm just one of those guys things, are like, married. You guys are married to, in the same bed. I used to, it, to some degree. I mean, yes, I think I'd be, there's plenty of videos of me going out there and, and like playing well, but I used to treat touring as like a, an escape, you know, sure. Like for fucking, for, for the most of the last 10 years, I would treat it as an escape. And uh, like, because it felt like when you're out there, you're not really participating in reality. You know what I mean? And maybe there's yeah. a part of that that I liked, but um, like, I don't want it to be that way whenever we go back out there. So, Wes, don't worry. I'm gonna take you out for steaks, for fucking ribs, and all Chicken the freshest, and finest do dining. Do it in that voice, though. Do the do the. the <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Bobby, take you out to Bobby. these extra horseradish for you, babe. So I don't get it. Do you want Bobby or do you want Kev, dude? I mean, come on. Yeah, I thought you were fucking married, kid. What the fuck, man? Come on. Wait, did it just do like a bleep over? Yeah, you the like that? Bleep? Yeah, we well, uh, know about it. Kids. He's a pro Twitch guy, dude. He's gotta yeah, have yeah, this yeah. shit on fucking blast. Get with it, bitch. Yeah. What the fuck you got? No, dude. I I don't have much compared to that, dude. Oh. All right. So after we finish the record, or after our first big session, because I know we went back and did forty. But like after we were like, fuck, we did I'll it. I'll be right we, back. I have to whiz. I'll be all right. All right, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. All me, right, I gotta... me and me and Wes went to a place called uh, Signs Bones. out to go piss, dude. My fucking husband <laughs> sucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, no, he had a good time, man. And like it was, we definitely have those childish moments where we like, you know, when you do the CD test in the car after your first, like after a mix. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, you put it in the car and you're driving home from the studio, and we had like an hour drive from the studio back to his house, and we're just doing the whole like, 
Isn't that funny how you're waiting for that shit after a session? You're just waiting for the, the session to end so you could listen to it in the yeah. car. Dude. Yeah, and it's, but that's that's the fun part. That's the shit that that's never the great stops. Great shit, dude. Right, yeah. and if and once you all right, that's another lesson. Once you have a friend in your band that doesn't give a fuck about that mix, he's out. Get another one. <laughs> Everyone's replaceable. <laughs> no, but like, dude, I we had such a good time, and and like, uh, after we finished sarcoma, it was one of those moments where we're like. We got to we got to celebrate for ourselves just to like, dude, he's been putting so much work into this record. And I came in, I came in and did what he told me to do, honestly. But like I put my little spins on things and we got steaks so, at this place called Bones. I shouldn't ask this question without him here, but are, are you did you contribute lyrics at all or was it him? more? It was I'm going to give him this record. There was like little yeah. moments where I was like, oh, this word probably sounds better. You know, he wrote mm -hmm. it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I can't take that from him. That's but like, fine. um this record was super cool in terms of the writing. And it was a lot of like, he wanted me to write. And I kept kind of telling him no, because there was so much stuff that like relates to him and relates to what he's been through. And I was like, yeah, I relate to that. So I agree. So let's keep mm -hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. But when I was <laughs> like, dude, I came fresh, like death metal mind. I'm like, <clears throat> you know, the whole time I just wanted <laughs> fucking to get, 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 get. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ruin this record. If you have me write on it, like you have, there's such a sharp image defining the lyrics on this stuff that i would hate to jade even if i put you set half a song and i did the second they would not connect you know mm -hmm. so let's like kind of write this one get it out put it behind us and then grow from it and then we can like totally. sit in a room together and write together from here on out and see where yeah. it goes and it'll just be more natural i don't want it to be such a you know like the one thing with wes that i love is that he does he, he doesn't write in parts he's not like oh i have this one riff it's like no he has a song and you each song that, is you could tell that in the structure you guys yeah definitely have the structure down there's yeah a, a nice even flow for a lot of the songs too oh for sure yeah. um yeah but long story short about the stakes <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a matter of like the tour shit is like so important to enjoy your company and and really respect each other and like the longevity will just be that much longer if that is there we spent 500 on just the two of us on just two steaks a little wagyu as a sampler i got two drinks he got water but like we had a giant fucking uh what was it uh hash brown that was like the size of a whole fucking plate nice. Dude, and it's like i can't wait to bring him out on tour because i know we've both had different tour experiences suffo called me out to lunch muller literally every day we'd, we'd you know we'd get to the venue about like 10 11 in the morning everyone's sleeping from the night before i kind of i would only party like hard once a week like if we had a day off or something like that, I'd go fucking stupid. There's photos of me on my birthday on the Morbid Angel tour, blacked out on a lawn like this outside the caboose in fucking uh, Minneapolis. And like I was out for four hours just sleeping. It's like but, Joel on his birthday in Saratoga Springs. Dude. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to have it. Oh, we've been there. I'm we've sure been there. Like when you, when it's your birthday on tour. You, <laughs> dude, Derek Boyer fucked. takes the mic out of my hand. I had a wireless and he goes, he takes the mic. He goes, this song's Kevin. Uh, he says, this is Kevin's birthday. Everybody make sure he forgets it and throws it back at me. I'm like, you fucking yeah, yeah, asshole. Yeah. Dude, as yep. soon as we got off stage, there's like shots, a line of shots, people just be shots, like, shots, shots. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. either you saw this and it's like a guy hugging 20 tall boys. Like everybody oh, take one, my God. you know, or yeah, it was yeah. shots. And I'm at the bar. This couple brought me over to the bar. Like, hey, you take a shot. You take a shot. I'm like, okay. And then I'm getting this. I'm getting this. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. Like, I got a shot for you, bro. I'm like, yeah. Oh, fucker dude yeah dude. and then What's the up? person i blame is a shout out by the way everyone gave me like i was drinking on that tour i was drinking white rum 
and like seltzers because uh um sherwood from skinless told me that's what he drinks and it doesn't fuck up his voice uh, yeah. i was like word down i'll do that yeah because yeah. it's no sugar he's going for like keto situation. yeah but, but, dude, <laughs> but carbs, the, the, dude the 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 sugar fucks you up on the hangovers and mm-hmm. your vocals and all that so it's just like yeah, yeah. your body's like yeah water's good you know yeah, but yeah. uh then you know who fucked it all up was robin mason from gruesome she was doing merch for morbid angel and tour managing for them she goes here you go kev happy birthday it was a shot of Jaeger, and that was the thing that brought yeah. the curtain down. And I was just like, "Well, someone catch me." <laughs> yeah, 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 that's so funny that for my 22nd birthday, we were on tour in Saratoga Springs, and uh, Skinless was in the audience at that show. It was like it was the Deeds of Flesh, Decrepit, Odious, Vile tour, and like uh, we literally like I got so it was my 22nd birthday. So the only other time I've been like that kind of drunk was my 21st birthday, and so we were on <sighs> tour with like these like you know with Erlin. Wait, from what was whatever. the birthday? It was. I'm sorry. It was, the, 20, it was my 22nd. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Mine was like 25th. No, no, no. You're fine. I just, <laughs> I didn't hear it. I think mine was like my 26th or something. I was like, dude, oh. if it was the same birthday and skinless is involved in this, I'm calling I know, him tonight. Ridiculous. Yeah. So literally like it, it got to the point where I was like, you know, someone bought me a, you know, a bottle of wild Turkey before we played. And it was just like a banana. <laughs> show. Like I was it one-on-one. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> But uh, that shit, that shit break <laughs> shout out Wild Turkey. But like literally, <laughs> like Bobby, we literally at, outside the show, like same thing. They're like, "Oh, it's Joel's birthday. It's his twenty first. Everyone said twenty first, but it was twenty second. But so like sure, everyone's buying me shots and doing a lot of shit. And like before I know it, I don't know it. I'm gone. My brain's <laughs> my brain's completely gone. And I literally yeah. had the, the, like, dude, you were like wasted last night. You had the bass player skinless like kick you in the nuts as hard as he could. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. And I was like, cool. That's uh anyways, uh, can we get to the next show? <laughs> uh, Wes, I was saying how Suffo calls me out to lunch Muller when I was touring with them. Cause my my values were I would get fucked up one day a week and I would bring every like I would bring I, like we'd load in. I'd we'd get there at like 10, 11. We'd load in, do sound check, and by the end of sound check, I'm fucking gone. I'm getting brisket with a fresh fucking cornbread with a little corn on the side, mac and cheese from some place that I never heard of. And I'm just like, <laughs> Yelp said it's great. So I'm bringing you out for lunch, Wes, a bunch of times. Be ready for it. I got one more fan question for you guys. Go yeah. for it. And then we're we're probably going to wrap it up pretty soon because we've been going yeah. hard for a while. Keep me going. My ADHD yeah. is ripping right now. I mean, I'm I have no problem. Going. Going. I'll, go, I'll go all night. I'll go all night. That's I'll go all fucking night. But that being said, um, question considering the different sound and feel of the previous album does sarcoma feel like a natural evolution for the band or did they specifically aim for something different and if so how did they approach the change so that's kind of confusing but just like yeah was i feel it a like natural my two cents yeah would be this is like being that i wasn't part of the first record my i think my 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 from my inside scoop i would say the evolution from album 1 to 2 I, I, w- I would say I feel bad for the listener if they were like, oh, this is different. It's like, if you didn't expect evolution, then did you even listen to the first record? On the first ac- record alone, there's so much different varying stuff. And then the second, it's like, there's still epic, sh- like shred, there's hard riffs, big riffs, breakdowns. Like, I like as a listener of both, not even being a part of the first one, I think it's still there. Now, Wes, you could tell me anything else you think. One, two things that I could address off the top is like one of the words that I've 
keep hearing people use and i i don't i'm not really concerned about it because i mean the press the the, the you know the press that we've gotten so far their job is to sort of like categorize stuff you know what i mean they're supposed to place words on stuff and the word that i keep seeing is progressive which is one of those things that i don't necessarily think it's a term that applies to us i mean i'm not i'm not giving it the bird finger but i think you could save that term for bands that are truly prog like like bt bam or uh, uh russian circles or fucking i mean like i mean like when I think of that, I think of like kind of like Mike, a Mike Patton type of band. Yeah. You know yeah. And I don't, and I don't think that that's what we are. I think like people hear some guitar with reverb on it and they're like, Oh, it's progressive. Yeah. Or a different tone. Like, <laughs> yeah, like and- even like bands like beyond, beyond creation from Canada. It's like, they're a, a brutal death band with progressive elements. And they're like, it's progressive. Like they just skip everything yeah, else yeah. and they it's, slap it's, a word on it labels I mean, dude, are crazy nowadays dude. it's yeah. just it's one of those things that like you know i like i've i've heard the term get used a whole lot now and i i'm i'm not out to correct anyone but i would i i, I don't necessarily know if i agree but um like i'd say the biggest differences with this one is that the songs function like songs. There's discernible choruses and verses and stuff like that where they're kind of touched on that when you were gone, dude, like the song structures are like, that's just as important as every other thing. And the way that the album flows, it's, it, it, it doesn't feel to me like nothing was just tossed in there. You yeah, know, it was all very calculated. I was telling them you don't just mapped. have riffs. You don't have just a box of riffs. You're like, well, yeah. this one fits this one. It's like, no, we write songs. We have a we have a feel yeah. for everything. Yeah, I mean that that could be the biggest change. But as far as the style goes, I don't know that the style like people people have said that a lot, and I wonder which songs they're referring to. Like, okay. If you took the vocals off of 40, you could hear that being a song on the first record. You know, right. what I mean? like that would exi- like that would that would that would not stick out like a sore thumb on the first record. Um, like the only thing I could think of is putrid because that's like that sounds like a goat horror agnostic front song. You know, what yeah. I mean? like and, and um, like I could see maybe someone going like, oh, whoa, this is like different you know but i mean sugar paper that would have been like sugar paper in my opinion is like i I, that song's on the record because i i didn't want people who really like again i i up until we started to kind of we announced that we signed a nuclear and stuff like that i didn't post shit about this band for fucking three years you know what i mean like i just was quiet and just worked on it and um people got into it dude people like like you know kept listening to it on Spotify and, 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 you know, like our monthly listeners, you know, for what it was stayed in like the 11, 12,000 range for fucking three years. So like with zero coercion, people got into it. And like for the people who got into the fact that it was an instrumental band, I wanted to at least include a song that was going to be like that for the people who got into that. I didn't want to leave them behind. But when I think of sugar paper, like if you listen to as the crow flies compound, and occlusion like those songs on the first record like it's like the best of those songs but in one song so like as far as a style change goes 
I don't necessarily know. I mean, I think this record's darker. I think it's way darker and more pissed and all that other stuff. Yeah. So, like, um, overall, um, I think that the aim for this is just, you know, was, I, I missed the mark the first time, but this is, like, I want to have action-packed songs that are memorable and hopefully make you want to listen to them again. And, um, you know, also, that being said, as much as I love cool guitar stuff, I like fronted bands, so, like, pretty much, there's a lot of lead guitar. There's more lead guitar on this record than there is on the first one. Definitely more <clears throat> crazy lead guitar, but that being said, everything that I write, I'm always thinking of, like, what is going to make Kevin sound the coolest how is this going to make the balance is unreal how is this going to be a thing that like is going to work for like Kevin like thinking like thinking of it as like if I'm playing a guitar Kevin you know I'm plugging into an amp Kevin's plugging into the band and that's the main thing that I always want to make sure it's like a a thing and 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 henceforth i don't know if there will be instrumental songs on any on every record it's hard for me to say um but um you know uh, i'm very stoked on the way everything is right now and yeah i just want to kind of like uh i i'd say i would say that we're probably not going to have a record where we uh at least for a long time where we lean into like, you know, things, it's probably just going to get more dark. You know what I mean? It's going to get probably more (laughs) dark and more sad and more scary. And yeah, uh, at the, at the end of this run, fucking Kevin's just going to be doing black metal vocals. Like (sighs) I'm down to try everything at this point, dude. And you know what? Wes will tell you, like, I'm the guy. Sometimes I could be like, I don't know how it's going to work. And then he'll show me it again. I'm like, I fucking love this. It's my favorite track on the record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sleepers was one of those. There's, yeah. dude, there's a weird one with that one. Like, um, like maybe that's no take, take, like if you put sleepers without vocals on it, on deep logging, it would still fit. Like uh, there's a song called the deep Longing for annihilation. That's like this. Dun, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah. Sleepers is like, like it's the same kind of vibe. I'm not saying that I've written a facsimile song, but like, you know, when people, I guess, I guess my confusion when people say that there has been a style change is I'm just like, could you reference which parts and just, just not that you're not that you're feet hurting my feelings either way. Yeah, I just kind of like, I don't necessarily understand what people are going for. If you mean that we've written better songs and they're more palatable and, and have replay value. Thanks. I agree. <laughs> yeah. well, the perception and the perception of the artist is can never be the perspective of the one who's seeing the art, you know? So it's like, as we grow and we progress, we're just doing what we want to do and trying to better ourselves as artists along the way. So it, it, whatever comes out, that is your current best sculpted piece of art. And that's what you wanted to put out. So it's like, 
you can't really see other than the progression of it. And, and, and I know we've been using the word prog. That's not what I'm, I'm saying. Just a progression as an artist. You move along this journey. This is what you put out. You drop out along the way. It's not like it's same or different. It's just you in those moments, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> on a personal note too. And I mean, I've talked about this on some other shit, but like, you know, like because of, uh, certain things in my life, like deployment related stuff, I've been on different medications for about like the last 15 years. And, um, that stuff, while it has aided me in not getting just fucking debilitating depression to a point where I can't move, but like that whole record, this whole record was like, kind of, I want to say like, was probably took longer than it it's going to take now because like I felt like I like a like a cut in half motherfucker that just like was kind of like a cat with his whiskers cut off and I was trying to kind of like figure out like make this what I wanted it to be and then writing music at the time without really knowing what Kevin's vocals were going to be like, but now that it is, and like, for what it's worth also, I've very recently gotten off this medication and like, I don't know, Kevin could probably tell this, but like, I used to be a person, like I just, I would struggle to find words and I would have long pauses between stuff. And like, that shit is such a fucking poison that like, I mean, I'm not trying to diss it. It's important for some people. It has been important for me, but like- You're my, talking about like SSRIs or yes, something? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's made yeah, like, yeah. like, I've been off it now for about three weeks and there's some pretty nasty side effects from it. But like, dude, like, like it's bizarre what it feels like. I feel like I'm 17 years old again, straight up. Like, like Coming I, off I felt of like it. a beat up old man for fucking years now. And then I finally got off of it. And now I feel like, like, damn, like, uh, like just, I don't know, just better. Um, I mean, I, I'm definitely keeping my shit, my, you know, the other part of this is you have to like, you have to pick it up in some other way. So you got to exercise a lot. So like not even mm -hmm. shitting you once we get done with this, I'm going to the gym, like, just because I have to, I have to keep the Babadook off me. You know, that movie, the Babadook, yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I have to go and be in touch with that thing every fucking day or else like I'm, you know, I'll end up in the same spot. But the fact that we were at this point and the band has, and I, you know, like we've got the, the, the sonic identity of the band together now. Like I feel I'm, I'm super eager to fucking get into writing the new stuff. I mean, Kevin, like Kevin knows I've got riffs at this point, you know, I haven't, I've been, I've been super busy to the point so where I haven't been able to like work on like actually putting a song together at this point, but I've got so many ideas that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we'll just have another record out next year. There's no excuse not to, I mean, cause we're, we're sitting here and, yeah. you know, but um, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be great. I mean, for us. And I think everyone who's just been with us so far, right. Just give them another record, more shit to you know, get into. So, yeah. I mean, what I can say is from the journey from then to now at this point, it's just been like, you know, Dude, I feel like so many topics have come through in this last 40 minutes, but like starting with you and then not knowing, like on the topic of progressive, I remember my brain, the first thing I was like, oh, it's just another progressive thing. And then the more I kind of like 
sat with the record and like even deep longing and just understanding your brain and then meeting you and then hanging out with you and then further understanding your brain and then like conversations and watching you write even the new little riffs that we do have. My whole brain is like, dude, I'm always going to be excited right now. There's always new shit. And I think that is the one thing that the metal genre is straight up lacking. And like, how many bands do you know that you can listen to five minutes of an album and go, I already know what the next 35 minutes is going to sound like. Yeah. yeah. You know, and right now we're at a point where, you know, I talk in a third person. I don't feel like when I talk about this band that I'm even in it. I'm just like, I fucking love this. Pro- Whatever is happening right here. I can't wait to keep my eyes on this You're fucking a fan. Thing. You're a fan. First I am. And, and it's just, yeah, yeah. but this is what it's, it's, it's crazy to me. Cause I'm such the bitter guy that I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Give me domination again for morbid. Otherwise nothing matters. You know, like, it's just, I want, I want that sound, yeah. but like for a band to show me what they're capable of and then do more than what you expected, not less. Most of the time it's like you get hit with good one good record and then everything's less than that. But I feel yeah. like with us, we're going to pivot, but it's not in the way you even see coming, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to tell this little side story. Wes is that when I was out there for those two weeks and we were tracking and doing stuff, Wes is always crunching. Look, look how many fucking swords he's got around him right now. He's a Jesus knight that doesn't Christ. understand what his arsenal looks like. So he's, <laughs> he, he, he yeah. I remember he was like, yeah, I'm just going to dabble this. Yeah. Go out to lunch, go get some food and I'll, I'll be here. And I come back and he's like, um, with his glasses and his hair up, like how you see right now. He's like, what do you think of this? Hits play. It's like, I was like, it's like the sickest shit. So I was like, he gets it. Like, it's just like, like, it's, it's one of those feelings that I don't know that other bands have with each other. Like when I could sit in a room with him and show him like seven slam bands I like, and then we talk about progressives or any type of band and be like, oh, I know where we meet in the middle now. You know, even the first day I tracked. Wes, what was the tuning you played in, and then where did you end up? Oh yeah, that's one of the things too. I mean, because Suffo, right, C sharp band, right, like yeah, yep. down down uh, a step and a half, and that tuning has always just been. Uh, I don't know what I don't know how to describe it, dude. I mean, like I was talking about some the earlier today, like you know Tipper Gore and like the PMRC, like in the '90s when they were trying to put you know ban certain music and stuff because of the lyrics. I yeah. want to just be like, Tipper, you better worry about what these fucking bands are tuning to. That's way gonna fucking make them do way it's gonna turn way it's more of Thrones them, of Blood. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, dude, so like a lot of this shit was um a lot of this shit I I, I downloaded it out in standard, but there were a couple of these songs that I wrote in G sharp standard, which is basically a C sharp standard guitar, but you've got a fourth below that. So, you know, G sharp. So it's like a, a seven string that's tuned, you know, a step and a half down. And yeah, like once I heard Kevin's voice on those songs and then compared to the songs that were in standard, I was just like, man, there's a, like, we should just have the most of these songs in this tuning. So like, yeah, it was, it was um, when we demoed them, you know, because they were shitty demos, like, john was able to just like pitch the guitar stems down to you know like you know rather than having to re-record everything just so we could audition what it would be like and we were both like oh yeah there it is and uh shout out john douglas yes um and he uh it, it it was one of those things like 
there's so much stuff that I ended up having to rework on this record, but all of it was like valuable because it was like, you know, I mean, I guess it's just what it takes, right? You just had, when you're going to build like the sonic identity of a band, it's just going to be one of those trial and error things. And like Kevin's voice just sound big and like deep. So like it was one of those things where it was like, it just fit better over this tuning. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'd say, moving forward, I, I don't, I will probably end up playing, you know, working on more stuff in that tuning. There's only two songs in standard on the record as I'm holding up three fingers. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's sugar paper, sugar paper in four. Okay. And, um, but the rest of them are in that other tuning. So, yeah, I mean, um, 40, 40s in standard. Yep. That's the surprising ding, to me too. Ding, ding. Is, is the bass playing like a, a something lower or something? Like I feel like it's it feels lower to me. No, it's in standard. So I mean, you know, like it's technically songs in C minor, but starts on the four chord, so it's yeah, yeah. F minor. And like um, you know, it's like it's not totally uh diatonic, you know, there's like some yeah. flat five y stuff in there, but yeah, that's that's one of the songs that's in uh standard and who knows i mean it's it's one of those things like i said dude sometimes like um standard b though right it's b to it you're in b okay yeah. okay 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 that was like e? I, was standing e, I was like how the fuck e. is that e I was yeah like... i thought it was e standard i'm like <laughs> yeah, yeah says, i should have said <laughs> standard seven, seven string seven standard seven string tuning but like yeah gotcha. the, back to that whole tipper gore joke like dude the tuning stuff is and always has been for me, uh, I like lyrics, you know what I mean? But like the, that type of thing is always the, 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 the vibe, whether it just has to do with the, you know, the note itself or just the way a guitar resonates in a certain, certain tuning that just does something to you emotionally, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Totally. That like, um, was, a <clears throat> you know, like, it, that's always been a, a big part of the sonics isn't there a scale that's considered like the devil's notes back in um uh, yeah, isn't that movie tri- fucking death gasm all about it it's literally black sabbath i mean full circle black sabbath what they're talking about is like um there's a no a scale fifth, a flat fifth but no i mean what you're talking about if there is <clears throat> I don't have my shit plugged in, but if there is something that sounds like evil, it's your half whole stuff, which is like your, your modes of like your diminished scale. And it's like, uh, it sounds, there's stuff like that on the record, like the solo for thy underling. There's a few like half whole things, but no, I mean, like, um, you know, it's, it's weird that it isn't used enough in metal that just goes to show like most dudes in metal, like just like haven't really dove into like, harmony in the greater scope and uh like i think if you're talking about a devil's scale i mean yeah there's just there's just certain i mean basically you're talking about intervals like that just that make you that just either bring the ruckus or make you sad and those are the ones that i like you know yeah dude i'm a vocalist and i can give a fuck less about lyrics i'm the I, like my whole life i've just listened to bands of like like Dude, Suffo was always the band that's like, like, listen to Jesus Wept, how like the middle is like carnival, evil carnival riffs, and it hits you in such a way that you're like, what is happening right now? Um, 
But like, so when you say, but real quick, when you say you can give a fuck about lyrics, when you listen, do you write lyrics though? I do write, but it's more like, like in, in the moment, if I have an idea, I'll jot down the idea and I'll let mm-hmm. the idea do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like, you know, the song's got to translate hard though. You know what I mean? Like in terms of, you know, like we're so talking you about would map patterns before you would write words possibly yes so that's where it's like for me if i hear the song i'm hearing how i approach it like like for like everything goes back to the live setting for me Mm -hmm. i want to know what the fuck if i'm screaming at someone i want them to be like having that face of screaming it back at me you know i don't want it to always be like yeah i said this cool thing over this like weird blast beat thing it's like (laughs) like like i love deeds of flesh but dude they throw it around so much where it's like what what do you say in the beginning of that that merciless song you will die alone oh okay yeah yeah so it's just you will die alone but fuck you then that you know what i mean it's just like that's what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like this is how like the world treats you go fuck yourself live live or die figure it out i love that one (laughs) i love that fetus riff at the end it's all like chromatic and just boom 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 Dude, nice. Fetus is one of those bands like touring with them. They were the one band that could just connect with like we did, did like a couple summer slaughters with them. Like how they like no matter if you were like into the more deathcore or death metal, like everyone just loved Fetus. Like they were Bro. like that one band that would just come in like, okay, well, everyone's gonna be down with this one real quick. And just like there would be no splitting of the fans. Like everyone would be like, Okay, well, Fetus, it's Fetus. like we all love Fetus. They so. go down as one of the goats for me forever. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I do you know what? I'll tell you a short, like a short sentence that happened in my brain during this whole pandemic. I actually almost cried in my car driving home. And I was like, you know, I'm living in a time frame where I might have to watch them break up. Watch Fetus break up. Yeah, like if they had retired in front of me and said, This is our last show, I'd cry. And- Straight up, yeah, dude. Well, then, like, think about it. Keep song. going for a long what time, dude. You're only fucking thirty feet half. I know, and I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> and I'm, I know I'm not ready for it. I'm you like, know, fuck, dude. Your lifetime could be very long, especially since you're only thirty at this time. Best, like, best three pieces science ever is really progressive. Yeah. Progression is talking. a very common word in this fucking podcast, but even medical sciences, dude, and you're going to make it to like probably like 120, probably. Yeah. Being this is the well, I'm only death 36. Podcast. I'm like talking like he's a fucking child. Dude, I don't care that <laughs> you could tell me I'm a child. I'll fucking the, the fact that you're I've got child. To, I've got listen. I'm no fucking kid. kid. <laughs> Uh, I, dude, I've I've gotten to live so many cool fetus stories. Like fetus has asked my other band, Merciless, to do some direct support shows, and I met them, dude. I met them like hardcore when I played in Suffo. But then even back when I played Merciless, we played with Hatebreed, Dying Fetus, Shadows Fall, Merciless, and like the Contortionist played, and like like just hanging out in those shows. They have given me easily some of the best stories ever. And every time you I see were them, on that tour, no, no, I I moved I was the gonna say- fuck. I was talking. I, I, I worded it weird. I worded it that as no, if we no, were on the bill. No, no, because it was funny. I remember that tour because, like, uh, 2013. I, I'm close with those contortionist boys, and I was talking to Robbie Baca about that, and I was like, "Listen, what a fucking shitty thing for the contortionists. You had like fetus, shadows fall, and hey, breed, and like you're like this kind of proggy band and stuff like that. With like, ooh, nice, like, you know, oh, so lamin- lamin- dude, this shit was the best. I cr- I cried because I'm such a softy. I should not say God. that anymore. Why not? Dude? Oh, like, crying you fucking growled crying. over no, it. No, or no, something. no, dude. I I I was. Um, this was my birthday's. 
Wait a minute. Is this even? Is this my Yo, story check out? <laughs> I I gotta go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're going. We're going deep. We're wrapping up. I'm sorry. We're I going deep off. on this. You were one. talking contortionist. No, it's okay. no. I, no, I, I don't remember what I was gonna say. And it was probably what it's this, that this might be the longest uh, podcast we've gotten. So I thank you guys so much for showing up. Dude. <laughs> fucking, yeah, dude. Thank I you fucking... for having us. I mean, yeah, we we talked about we talked about a lot of shit. Um, but it went uh, all over. This is our brains. Yeah, let's do, love it. It. do it. Again. This is great, dude. It. I had a I had a blast with you guys. We might need dude. a part two. It was so yeah, great yeah, to meet you guys. Hey. So down after you guys become you guys like super famous, can we get a part two when you guys like are like headlining? Let's do a part two, like at the end of the year yeah i'll come yeah, back yeah. with shades on i won't yeah. take them off i'll be like yeah what what do you got what question <laughs> oh, yeah. what fan questions you got now kid let me know <laughs> all right i'll see you guys right on. Love you, man. Later, bro. Later. all right yeah. so thank you guys for hanging out with us and uh <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> it's cool dude um <laughs> Unique, dude. We're just a unique crowd. It's all good, dude. I, if you're gonna hang out for a couple more minutes, that's all we do. A couple more minutes, dude. I, so, yeah, dude. You say that now. It's twelve forty-eight. <laughs> but I want no. for me, for me. It's here. We go. Let's see what happens. Right, a few more minutes. Start we love all you guys. Right. Thanks, you all the subscribers. <laughs> I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out. If you guys want to hang out, that's up to you. I'm down. It's, I'm it's all good. Out. It's up to Casey. We'll be here. You guys open the drinks, and now, now we're all drink. Are you, are you drinking out of a mug up there, Casey? Well, okay, I knew it. Part of me was like, uh, here we go. All right. Well, all right. thanks for everybody who's checking this out. Uh, all the subscribers, everything. Uh, alluvial, all that, all the plugs are at the top of this. So rewind back to the beginning if you want to fucking yeah, buy yeah, some yeah. merch. Do see what's up with all that shit. But uh, calidef.com is going to be uh, uh, happening in a little bit because the professor has transcended the academic realm into the summer. So he's in the summer realm. Correct. I'm in the WordPress realm at this point. Oh, hell yeah. I'm in the blog realm. I'm blogging. Hell yeah. And I'm in the merch realm. And we'll talk yeah, about that we'll, next time. That's going to be coming. Everybody's been waiting on a t-shirt. I don't know if you have, but we're going to have some very soon. We're working that out. Um, but yeah, hit us all up. Come back here next week. You know, we're going to be here next Thursday. And uh, yeah, we got some fun, fun stuff for you guys very, very soon. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Over and out.